Okay, back in studio here, getting ready to crank up a broadcast week. Just you, me, and Super D. And Max Headroom. Super Don says my vid video thing is glitchy. So if it if it stops and starts again, I'm not doing it on purpose. But those of you old enough to remember Max Headroom, maybe you can make some jokes about that. Anyway, uh, Super Don's ready to make this sound so good. We got a lot of stories to cover, um, including, gosh darn it, Hillary Clinton's daughter is in the news again. What does she want to do? She wants to catch up all your kids that didn't get enough jabs during the COVID controversy. So we'll, we'll, we'll hit that as well as a lot of other, a lot of other stories, including autoimmunity and 10% of the population. That's a pandemic. Now, what are they doing about it? Do they actually acknowledge the cause? We'll get into that and a whole lot more. If you've got questions or comments, put them right in the chat room at robertscabell.com slash listen, or wherever you're watching the show. And we'll see if we can respond for those of you, Give us a shout out on Rumble as well. All right, let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott, the Bell, Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, why not crank up another broadcast event related to various healing topics? That's just about what we're going to do. You, me, and Super D today, and we got Bridie on second hour, simulcasted. So, Super Don, if you have that queued up properly, we might we might make it through a whole two hours. Other than me glitching on camera, should be a great show. <laughs> and, 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 of course, if you refrain from pointing out my absurd, silly cartoon faces for one show. That might be nice, too. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, you've had too much fun at my expense. I don't even know why I should show up for work. I should be just, you know what? I'm going to take some uh, Nutri Nutritional Frontiers Organic CBD, Hemp CBD, right now. Just there, should, there should be a sign, no whining allowed somewhere in, in, on the back wall there. Except on Mondays. On a little Mondays. bit of whining on Mondays. Does right. it feel like a Monday? Uh, Sort of. I mean, we had a good yeah. weekend. I, I had uh, some some you know garden prep and things, and put for the first time to the test the very thing that we introduced a couple of weeks ago at the Be Healthy event, the uh, Contact Organics alternative to glyphosate that's not toxic to the environment. And I've got some sequencing. I'm just going to tell you it works. <laughs> it's amazing. Nice. And, uh, we'll be able to go through that this week sometime as well. And Super Don, I know that. I promised everybody that we would show off your thumb, your new thumb. I've got the I've got the pictures uh, downloaded. I yeah. just need to 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 put them together. Well, you know the best laid plans. What we do, I intend to. I said last Tuesday we were going to do it, and I don't know what happens. Life happens, and we just you guys are so. Last Tuesday we were going to do the thumb thing. Yeah, yeah, we were. Oh, I was just. Geez. I right. know. But I'm just saying that. It, you guys and gals out there are so forgiving, you know, <laughs> as much as I intend to say, hey, you know, you got, up. listen, as much yeah. as you want to do this, I think like people are going to run away screaming when they see these pictures, especially the first, the first one. Yeah, I know. This is terrible. It's going to be awesome. Um, I mean, I could probably throw it together here during the show. If you'd like, it wouldn't be too difficult. Probably. All right. Well, see, see what you can come together. I mean, with. I could manually just go through them if you want. I don't even have to don't, do anything fancy. My thought is a super. <sighs> I'm grossing myself out just looking right now. Oh, right. 
So gnarly, gnarly, I, dude. That's a great word, gnarly, isn't it? Says <sighs> everything. Uh, I, I do want to sequence the the, the so called kill shots of the contact organic stuff for what we learned about from Kathleen. Um, I got to try it out, and it's just astonishing how efficient and effective it is, and non toxic to anything surrounding it. It's very focused on contact to eliminate the weeds, and uh, we don't really shoot weeds in our yard in fact you should see our yard super done it's covered in dandelions the neighbors are all going what's wrong with you i'm like this is a medicinal garden the whole yard is a medicinal garden and i won't kill dandelions now there is a thistle in the middle of the lawn i could do but i'd rather just dig that up but what we did and we'll have pictures to show you uh, is in the cracks of the concrete everywhere where it's really difficult to do anything about that i mean you can light them on fire but you're not going to get to the roots so you'll end up just having to dig it out with a screwdriver like my honey does. My wife has done. And now we don't have to. It's amazing. So uh, that's an aside. But Super Don, did you, were you able to put up a banner about that for those that you know wanted to find I'm out? I'm working on that. I was having a little trouble with which website and figuring out what the, the, the there wasn't an easy to make banner. So I've got to get a little okay. creative, but I will, I will work on that shortly. All right. And we did a video, a kind of a live video on Instagram, and we'll be able to show you that sometime I will say this week to give myself and you some leeway on when to do that, but I'm very excited about a great product that now you can introduce to your neighbors because, you know, y'all are listening to this show. You're likely not using Roundup. Is that a fair assessment to say? So I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is, can you now approach your school systems, your local golf courses, your neighbors that are using it to say, Hey, I don't want you to use this. Here's why. Instead of just saying that, stop using anything and you have to deal with the weeds you don't want, you actually say, hey, and by the way, I have this, which is as good or better, and it doesn't harm anybody else or anything else, no animals, anything like that. So that's, for me, coming in with the solution as well as counteracting the problem. So that's cool. That's coming up. What, what did you do this weekend? Did you Were you outside doing some garden stuff or was it snowing again? Yeah, it's it's not it's not garden time yet. In fact, I think we hit like twenty eight degrees overnight. Oh, you got because uh, we had yeah. In fact, currently, or just a few minutes ago, it was it was a snow flurry outside. So, oh my god, some weird stuff going on weather wise. I mean, we're so I think there supposed to, there was possibility of a thunderstorm today in addition to what's going on. So, did you uh, did you hear you could see the northern lights pretty far down south? I heard about that. Yeah. We, we didn't I heard about anything. that. I haven't seen anything, but yeah, I haven't seen it, but that'd be fun to watch and not have to go to Alaska to see it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, let's so see. It was what, kind of a laid back weekend for me. Laid back. Okay. Yeah. yeah I did some housework and stuff, but nothing major. Uh, uh, replaced what? Did I glitch? No, you, you totally glitched out there for a second. Okay. I did the, uh, replace the, uh, what do they call that? Cam position sensor a on, on the, one of the cars. With my with my uh, son, we did that. So I was feeling like you know Tim the Tool Man, rr rr, rr doing some stuff right. like that, other repair work and things, and uh, it always feels good to accomplish something right. You know that you've never done before. I have to say on that, even though we're banned on YouTube, if it was on Rumble, I'd look up on Rumble, but I don't think it was to find out how to do some of these repairs on your on your engine. Pretty cool. I mean, you can actually follow along and go. There's very little that you can't find on YouTube to do anything. My one of my daughters came over. She from her boyfriend. She got a uh, a portable record player, Mm -hmm. and it was it's an interesting one because it has kind of a retro look to it, but it also has a cassette player on the side and a CD player on the front. 
and stuff. And she was like, can you see if this works? And my son and I were just sitting there like trying to get this thing to work. And it wouldn't work. And he looked it up on YouTube and figured out how to get it to, to play the, the record. I was ready just to say it's broken. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But uh, YouTube's very handy for stuff. Well, I have to agree, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, I'm not thrilled that we're banned on it still. But, hey, we got Rumble and Rumble's doing really well. Uh, so we'll carry on. And Super Don occasionally will check on uh, if there's any comments coming through rumble since it's more I, an occasional i'm looking at it right now okay i've got it streaming along with fox news over on the side here all right fox news what's the point no tucker nothing left oh shush gut filled is fun at, at night as, uh, as much as these you know listen i could do the same thing with cnn i could do the same thing with yeah. nbc when it comes to breaking news and stuff that's happening in the world you know you're not going to do much better than the major networks because they've got the people on the ground, they've got the money, they've got the 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 investment in in keeping up on what's happening in breaking news. When it comes to opinion, that's another story, right? Yeah. Well, I think that the the people on the ground that have access to their phones to show what's happening are is an underrated at this point still a source for not show me a place stuff. where I could go on the internet where that is aggregated and consolidated into one spot where it's like breaking news, citizen journalism happening live right now, and I'll I'll use it does every somebody, day. Does somebody have a, a, a an aggregate for that? That's an interesting thing to yeah. consider if it doesn't exist yet. If anybody knows about that, please let us know. Yeah, totally. All right. the The opening story here from Brownstone Institute is America will never give up its ideals. Before I get to the Chelsea Clinton thing, and you know, it's kind of a broad statement in this article. America will never give up its ideals because America is a conglomeration of a lot of people with a lot of different views and opinions. And many Americans don't even know what America stands for anymore or or hate what it stood for or, or supposed to stand for. So we look at I look at this article. I'm like, I like the statement. America will never give up its ideals. And I realize that in, in, on an individual basis, many Americans have given up on those ideals. And for a long time have those that participated in social distancing and shut down churches and uh, mandated uh, investigational injections, all of that, I would argue, yeah, those Americans have abandoned their ideals and gone against it. And yet, uh, you know, positive kind of results here. I know that I will never give up on those ideals, Super Don. I can say that about myself. I have a sense that Super D, you're not really encouraged to give up on those ideals either. We really do believe in freedom, and uh, that includes freedom for the people with whom we might disagree on one or two or 10 or 100 issues. Uh, That's the interesting thing about um, Rand Paul, you know, Senator Rand Paul, who came out against the the TikTok ban, if you remember seeing that, Mm -hmm. Uh, and and, and he he aligned himself with, uh, what was the? uh, China. China, right. Yes, he was aligned with China. No? Oh, wait, no. (laughs) But I mean, that's, that's what, what some like, people said, right? I like to claim, but <laughs> the idea that in freedom of speech, we can figure our way through this mess and also realizing that the ban on TikTok was not a ban on TikTok. It was to further restrict freedom of speech on all levels and platforms of the internet that would have been used against Americans, you know, innocently uh, using some kind of social media platform. Uh, so, you know, I look at Rand Paul, I'm like, yeah, he's, he's not Ron Paul, but who is? At the same time, I'm going to, well, I'm giving them some props for standing up on grounds of, you know, the principle of freedom of speech, First Amendment. Now, if there are issues with Chinese spies, which there are, well, if our if our government agencies were adequate to the task, they might be able to curtail it if they were even interested. But we have 
an administration that has benefited greatly from foreign support. You know, as they tried to claim Trump was the, you know, the Russian agent. And it turns out you got all this money coming from Ukraine to, to uh, the Biden family. And so would you say that Biden has given up on American ideals? Arguably, is he the first president to do that? No. Well, maybe not the last, or maybe some are predicting that Biden will be the last president. Every time we now we hear the doom and gloom of this will be the last election. We'll never have another one. And granted, there's a lot of stuff going on, Super D, when we talk about the seriousness of uh, economic and financial collapse based on the Federal Reserve note not being the world reserve currency. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. But I tend to look at uh, the United Kingdom as the previous global, uh, if you will, power uh, before World War II. And they their pound, their British pound, was considered like the world reserve currency in a sense. Although, you know, everything was more gold and silver oriented a little bit uh, before that. But they lost that status. They lost their so-called superpower dominant status. And yet they're still a country. For those of you listening in the UK, you would agree. I think I think you agree, even though you have a king now. I don't know if that matters. King Charles. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just. <laughs> I, I think about, I don't mean I'm sorry. You know, some of the people listening on UKL 3 will probably dig the fact that they've got a king. I mean, mm. it's kind of cool, I guess. I don't think it's cool. I think it's I'm I'm into like, you know, uh, movies of like medieval times and. Yes, but in a modern you know, context, do you have to bow down to somebody who's above you in status because they're king and you're not? I mean, that's what I understand, answer. he really has no power, though. It's more of a symbolic thing, unless sure. I'm, I'm wrong. The concept of all the coronation, everything, it's a bloodline. It's all of that that we, right. we kind of said, you know, in America, we don't want that here. Even though yeah, we did kind of that manifesting. So We are kind of the heathens, I guess, right? Of the... Yeah. So Declaration of Independence says all men Traders. are created equal. All men are created equal. An astounding claim by historical measures. We recognize that, acknowledge that. And the question of, of equality, does that mean, Super Don, you and I are equal in every way? No. no. Super Don, you have uh, talents that I don't have, and I have talents you have. So we go, well, that's not equitable. It's not fair. Super Don's better at this, and Robert's better at that. But what does it mean to be equal? Equal treatment under the law, equal opportunities, so to speak, a, a proverbial level playing field, which never really exists on this planet, because there's always something that could give you an advantage over me or vice versa or anybody out there. But the idea of uh, equity as it's been foisted upon us through a, a collectivist communist Marxist uh, manifesto is the weakening of the general population with an elite ruling class, keeping us all in check, pretending it's for our own good and betterment. We'll all be good. You'll own nothing and have a great time. That kind of concept. And so that is also uh, the, the place where I say many Americans have given up on freedom because they believe freedom is what caused all the problems we have. And therefore we must go into a world economic forum, foreign uh, type system. And I, so I look at this article again, I go, yeah, uh, some Americans are not going to give up on these ideals, but some already have. Now, is that a negative or a positive or just a realistic look at what we're seeing around us, what we've witnessed in our lifetime, Super Don? What do you think? I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. It's a plausible or it's a time or a plausible moment. Let me just say that, a plausible moment. Yeah. Yeah. So if we look at 
the reality of embracing, again, a principle or principles upon which the station was founded. Do yeah. we focus on all of the bad stuff that was existing at the time of the foundation? Or do we recognize <laughs> it in the context of the times once again? And so th this is where some young people have abandoned uh, the, the goodness of America simply because. It's because well, they don't know it. Yeah. They don't understand. They don't teach that anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, which is, you know, I, I think the schools have a lot to do with it. The education system. Yeah. They don't, have an, they don't have an appreciation for it. They don't have an understanding of it. It doesn't mean much to them. Yeah. You know, when we grew up, I think about it, when we were kids, what was it we did in, in, in elementary school every day? So stood for the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. You know, and we learned about that. What were the flag and the, you know, the stripes and the stars and what do they mean? Right. Were you in Boy Scouts? No, I couldn't stand the uniforms. I was in Boy Scouts. Yeah. You know, and there, there were things like that. Mm hmm you know, back then. So, you know, when, you know, it's like, uh, the UFC or not UFC with the MMA match and stuff that, that I went to, uh, not that long ago, they did the pledge of allegiance, you know, you stand up, you know, you take off your hat, you put your hand over your heart. You, you, when they do the, uh, not the pledge of allegiance, but the, uh, this national anthem, mm. uh, you know, uh, you, you, you get emotional, you have a tear in your eye. I mean that, you know, that type of thing, that's how we were brought up. Yeah. Uh, you don't, you just, you don't, see that a lot anymore today mm. and so it's i think it's hard for people to uh hang on to the ideals if they never really had those ideals right sure, sure. but it, but how do they scrounge back to ideals they've never had unless we are willing to teach them about those ideals and yeah. as you point out if we put our kids up for adoption by public or government indoctrination centers aka public schools would we or should we be surprised when they've abandoned the ideals we never taught them or that were never taught in school. And so they're subject to all kinds of confusion, much less gender dysphoria and other things that uh, we're seeing. Now, the final paragraph of this article by uh, Jeffrey Tucker at Brownstone Institute, he says, equal freedom is the essence of what it means to live an American life. A ruling class oligarchy of the sort they tried to impose on the country and the world is fundamentally inconsistent with everything we believe about ourselves and our place in the civic order, let us proceed to rebuild and reinforce that which is the core of who we are. Now, my hope and prayer, that's Jeffrey Tucker's article, opinion piece, is that we recognize the uncomfortable reality of various forms of tyranny that have been raining down on us during the COVID crazy few years. Now, precipitated by a lot of abandonment of freedom, we could go back to 9-11 uh, and the Patriot Act and other things where government became more and more overt in their attempts to limit our freedom or spy on us and make us the enemy. And of course, uh, we've been warned about the danger of a government unrestrained uh, by the change of the Constitution. What would happen? And the question is, do we feel so inept or without power that the only thing we could do is turn over the what limited power we have to the government to take care of us from cradle to grave. And how well will that work when those of you who are relying upon various forms of welfare or payments, whether it be through the COVID few years and that's ending or ended or uh, various forms of um, if you have a corporation, corporate welfare. And that was played out a lot through the gifts, so-called gifts uh, given throughout COVID. A lot of corruption there as well. Again, cons considering uh, the amount of money being spent then and now, 
The question is, how would we be able to do that individually? Spend 10, 100, 1,000, a million times more than we bring in. You or I could never do that. How is it that the government can? And then we had threats by the Biden administration to say, 14th Amendment, you're not allowed to question the, you know, the, the debt at all. And of course, I would say if the debt is constitutional or not, you have to begin to argue that. But um, some are arguing even on the left saying that could create a constitutional crisis if Biden threatens to, to sue anybody who, who tries to limit the debt ceiling elevation, for instance. So we're at a, a, a number of crisis or, or, or you know, potential turning points here. And I look at uh, things oftentimes through health, you know, through the physical health of the body. And the sooner you turn around when you're given signs, early signs of ailments and illnesses and dysfunction, the easier it is, the less time it may take to recover. The closer you are to death's door, the more difficult, the more painful, the more struggle, et cetera. And I look at that as a, you know, a natural principle in terms of healing. And that's barring miraculous interventions. Some of the things they used to call spontaneous recoveries, things like that. Things I almost, well, I, I would say that I would have been okay with. I thought I would have been praying for the healing in my young life. 19 years of ailments and illnesses when I gave up on modern medicine and I didn't get the lightning bolt of miraculously snap, you're healed. I had to get grounded in principles to apply for healing when it would be introduced to me five years, four or five years later and put them to the test. And then find out, yeah, as, as I'm on this planet longer, it doesn't mean that I am decaying and degenerating as is normally accepted and expected of the Western medical mindset. This isn't also me saying, hey, I've got this body and it will never, you know, run out of time, if you will. This is the nature of life on planet Earth in a physical body. It has an expiration date. But can we extend that expiration date by what we do? Absolutely. I believe that. Now, I come back to Super Don's favorite story of a couple of weeks ago, the guy peeing on a railroad track. It wasn't electrified, so he was fine. But somehow a cow got hit by the cow pusher, catcher, whatever, and threw this cow into the air and it landed on the guy. The guy died. I don't know what you can say about that other than, dude, that guy, his time was up. <laughs> I mean, how does that happen? Right. And so I leave that as the possibility for others uh, to conclude, you know, when is that time? But at the me in the meantime, what I've found in my life dedicating it to what I've dedicated it to, to help reveal the healing power that exists within all of you is that if you want to live a longer life, a healthier life, not just lifespan, but health span, that there are things that you can do that do matter that aren't because you're lucky or unlucky because of your genes for those that believe in genetic determinism. And so the abandonment of principles that you never even had or knew about, again, I grew raised in a medical family, so I knew little to none of what I know today. To be able to learn that basically as an adult and change my life around for the better means that at any point in time, we could, for instance, correct course in America, even as many in America oppose America. For those of you who don't oppose America, to engage in different processes and behaviors and, and engage in, in, in you know, the passionate ideas and make them manifest in your life to impact others, not by force and deception, but by inspiration, but by being that light to the world. You know, if, if, if you uh, have a strong belief or religious belief in Christ to be Christ-like, what does that mean to you? As he did turn over the tables at the, you know, the money changers, remember that? And of course that goes into some of the heart of what's corrupted America as well, or love of money, not money is the root of all evil, but our love for money or lust for it. 
and, and then they deceived us by taking the just weights and measures out of the monetary system and left us with paper and empty promises and debt that can never be repaid. I'm not allowed to question it, apparently. And then where are we to go? What are we to expect? And some would say, well, why would God let this happen? And I would say, well, God gave us the freedom to learn from our mistakes. And it's part of the design. And I had to suffer my young years of ailments and illnesses so that I would be motivated to learn what I learned to do what I'm here to do. And I've identified pretty much my passion, my mission, et cetera. And that could shift over time. Any of us could shift that over time based on changes in the environment or our own uh, experiences. You know, you run the course on something like, okay, I'm ready to do something else. That didn't used to be the case. Very often it was one thing you were focused on your entire life and things have sped up over a number of lifetimes here previous uh, considering how much you went through or experienced in previous centuries in one lifetime, much less how long it might've been. So are we ready to abandon America, abandon ship, or are we realizing there's nowhere else to go if America falls? And if it changes in form, if it breaks up in some way, are you going to defend her or it or, or the ideals wherever you are? Or do you just, meh, it's too much. That was for the history books. I'll just do whatever the oligarchs say, the rulers say. And is that the legacy you want to leave for your kids and grandkids? I ask that with all sincerity, not as an accusation to anyone. But as we look at some of our offspring, probably none of your offspring here, none of mine, none of Super Don's, we look at the offspring of the oligarchs, the ruling class in America, the Clinton crime family, for instance, Hillary Clinton's supposed offspring, Chelsea, and what she's promoting, a catch-up program. No, not to take over for Heinz Carey, but a catch-up, C-A-T-C-H, catch-up on COVID. Well, COVID jabs kind of pulled everybody away from getting the regular scheduled jabs. And now she's been kind of put front and center as the inspiration to get everybody else involved and get those jabs caught up. The very devastating schedule that has never been analyzed in a placebo-controlled safety test much less for efficacy with one or all of the on, on the agenda or on the schedule. And yet we've seen peer reviewed articles and highlighted them, spotlighted them here from great folks, scientists and doctors alike that pointed out the schedule itself is devastating the health of young people. Chronic disease is rampant, rampant in young people. And then you'll find out autoimmune disease is now occurring in 10% of the population, which we'll get to. But Super Don, do you have a, a Hillary? No, it's a Chelsea Clinton clip that we can, so you know I'm not making this stuff up to see how far astray someone has gone into what I would argue is a Luciferian agenda. Yeah, I broke this up. We've got three clips on this, uh, this interview that she's doing. It looks like it's with maybe like fortune magazine or something. Um, talking about what she's up to lately. Cause you know, we were all wondering what's Chelsea up to the, uh, these days. Right. Yeah. yeah but, you know. I do think though, you know, when you ask about the role of public private partnerships kind of, uh, after the last few years, I think we spend, so much time, understandably, uh, focused on the mRNA vaccines and technologies. I spent a lot of time thinking about um, the really uh, unfortunate, to try to use a not uh, too judgmental word, um, kind of rise in not only kind of vaccine hesitancy and questioning, but outright kind of um, rejection of vaccines and of kind of science and the scientific kind of process and also too often on our scientists, our epidemiologists, our frontline healthcare workers. And so I do think um, we need to have a much more robust conversation um, and sense of urgency, uh, because I think we are less prepared today than we were arguably 
um, in January of 2020, partly because of the kind of um, lack of, of trust and confidence in, uh, in not only our scientists, um, but in, in science itself um, and certainly in the public health professionals. Yeah, well, science is religion. Do you know she said we need a more robust conversation? Did you hear that part? I did. Now, what does that mean? It means we want to be able to speak and you get to say nothing in, in robust. Yeah. I love that word. That's that's a it's a political buzzword. They like to use that word for a lot of things. As she was oh. covering her busts and she you know, saw with her hands doing that thing. Robust. And and yet there's no conversations occurring. She doesn't really mean that. Seriously, anybody that is promoting a catch up agenda as she'll get into to catch up on the shots doesn't want a robust conversation because if they did, Bobby Kennedy would be out there on all the mainstream networks talking about robustly what he has uncovered based on the research of many before him about the danger of the vaccine schedule, much less the COVID jabs. A robust conversation, the definition of that would be a strong and healthy or vigorous dialogue. Yeah, but there's no dialogue. That's my point. They would she, have to want to talk about it, but... Yeah, it's a vacuous statement from her. She and it would have to be a conversation. But she said conversation, but she doesn't yeah, mean but, it. Yeah, exactly. There is no conversation unless you want to have a conversation between two doctors that believe the same thing. Then you can have a very robust conversation. And again, the irony, Super Don, of this is that the very lack of robust conversation in reality has resulted in what? The lack of confidence, the lack of trust in doctors and scientists. And she says, and science itself, but she means science as religion. You should just believe it because it's science. That's, that's, that's ludicrous. That's ridiculous. That's not a scientific statement, much less a validatable one in terms of what she actually meant. So uh, if, if you do you have one more clip of her? Two, I think two more. Two more? Oh, my gosh. I, two I, I, more. I two Chelsea clips. Uh, Can't get with, enough of Chelsea Clinton. Come on. more CBD from Nutri Go Chelsea. Foods. Go Chelsea. And so I think we need kind of the public sector to hopefully stop doing things like stripping away public health emergency powers from state public health agencies. But we also need the private sector to help candidly like do a better job of helping explain kind of the science um, that you are already commercializing and bringing to market, but also what you're working on and, and help us kind of in the broader conversation um, not be uncomfortable with the discomfort of uncertainty. Um, and so I do think we need really good ideas for how best to do that, um, because we all deserve to hopefully not be as unprepared as I worry we are um, at the moment. We deserve what? So, all right, hold on here. So first thing that she said is uh, we need to stop stripping emergency powers from the local agencies. Yeah. See, that's, well, the freedom, that's the freedom agenda of the Hillary Clinton. Why, yeah. did, why did those powers get stripped? Because they abused them. Mm -hmm. They abused their powers. The courts, they, they, we're talking about court cases here. Okay. Yeah. This wasn't a thing where somebody just walked into the office and said, your power is now gone. No, it was done legally. Courts, judges looked at the situation and went, nope, that, that's wrong. These guys here that just sued you, they're right. You abused your power. And so you no longer have that ability now. Mm -hmm. Second thing. Oh, we need to explain the science more. Yeah. No. No, you tried to do that. You tried to beat people over the head with the with the science stick. You know, yeah. Yeah, just listen to me and what I'm saying here, and then you will uh, you will believe things the way that I believe them. No, mm -hmm. uh, no. You, know, you can't explain it more. We want to bludgeon you. 
It's not Why like people are stupid. It's like likely we don't understand the science. No, I don't know if she really believes what she's saying. Is she so delusional? She drank the Kool-Aid. Of course, her family, I, I think they're the ones that made the Kool-Aid. But You think Bill Gates you know, is her father? Uh, I'll bet you she's got him on speed dial. Probably so. They probably yeah. FaceTime each other. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, in other words, we need to give emergency powers back to the local agencies mm-hmm. and we need to explain science more. And then, well, I mean, you know. The other thing is the public-private partnership she's promoting. What is that? That's fascism by any other name. And the, po- the conflicts of interest between government and, and medicine, if you will, as a for-profit industry is legendary at this point. Uh, watch the documentary film, Utah Safe and Effective. Go to utahsafeandeffective.org. It's free for, for download. Watch it at, at your leisure. But you'll see the conflicts of interest that we point out. And Hillary Clinton has nothing to say, or, or Chelsea Clinton has nothing to say about that. In fact, she's encouraging more conflicts of interest. She is em- embracing them, embedded in them. And she maybe can't see a world without them. And she thinks that that's okay. You guys just need to fall in line worship when we tell you to worship how to worship who to worship what to worship etc go for clip and put this behind us uh here's the money shot and the last thing i'll say is a a new effort that we're a part of uh, is the new initiative launched by the world health organization last week to try to catch kids up on their routine immunizations in 2021 alone more than 25 million kids under the age of one missed at least one routine immunization and so we're working with who and the gates foundation and others uh, to hopefully have the largest uh, kind of childhood immunization effort ever over the next 18 months to catch as many kids up as possible um, because no one should die of polio or measles or pneumonia, including in this country where we also need people to be vaccinating their kids. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. So did you see her spouting devil horns there? I saw them. Is that what that was? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, you t- <laughs> look, anybody with a lick of sense that has investigated the science, so to speak, about of the schedule, knows that there is nothing scientific about the schedule. That is, at the very least, eliciting children into chronic diseases before they even have a chance, if not something worse, and in many cases, death. And that when you're healthy, you don't die of measles. And polio has been renamed Guillain-Barre, acute flaccid you know, a, a para- paralysis, myelitis, myelitis, different things like that. And it's not eradicated by the jabs. If anything, it's made worse over time and uh, continued to exist because of that. The toxicological burdens just condensed into a syringe and injected into innocent babies. This is a cruel and evil attempt to capture those who have escaped, if they can, or capture those who just recapture those who just kind of drifted because of COVID away from those uh, mandatory, so to speak, shots or jabs from taking your kids to the well baby visits and making them sick. Routine. There's nothing routine about a vaccination. There's nothing routine. It's an experiment. Every injection is an experiment. And I'm just, you know, not not happy to have to bring that to you, but just to recognize that those that still worship the Clintons or people like them, uh, they're asking for their own demise. They're begging for their own demise and uh, should be resoundingly rejected. Now, I see some comments in here about uh, the... The debt thing, Michael Bolden, 10th Amendment Center, uh, talking about questioning the validity of the debt is far different from the question of whether or not there's money to pay for it. And he follows up and says, uh, what's not happening? They're just saying they can't continue funding all the current programs and pay the debt. 
they could easily pay it down if they cut all kinds of other stuff, but that's obviously not, not on their table. Pointing, just pointing out that the 14th Amendment argument is specious at best. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what can you do? Unplug from the matrix to the, the greatest uh, extent you can to minimize your vulnerability in a situation where if you're reliant on the government or government private partnerships uh, for your very survival, you might want to consider weakening or let's say weakening the ties to that dependency or reliance and moving more toward a strengthening position. And that means going back local, establishing economies of local scale, growing your own food, finding out what you have that is of benefit to others and something that others have in the local community that you would need. And super Don, this weekend, it was nice to see, uh, we were invited to a neighborhood meeting, uh, like a potluck mm -hmm. and Part of it was the discussion of just this thing. Hey, we have an emergency preparedness group uh, re reforming now because they used to have that. We moved into the neighborhood a while back and then suddenly COVID hit and everybody just kind of stayed at home and it stopped all of that. That was another part of, I believe, the nefarious agenda to keep people from talking to one another about what's really happening and then to make plans locally to counteract it, to be okay despite what happens. And so I'm encouraged by what's happening, but my, my concern would be if it is happening, which it is, that they'll try and find another way to frighten us apart again if we fall for it. Some other emergency, whether it be a war or something else to get us further in to these things because they cannot have us getting together, Super D. They cannot have neighbors talking to neighbors, family members talking to family about these things and then weakening or weakening, let's say, them by reducing our reliance on them. They need a dependent class of people, if I can call that, call it that. And so... Uh, we're witnessing potentially a, a, a great arising, not necessarily in revolution, taking up arms, even though, yes, I believe in the right to keep and bear arms, but in withdrawing consent, withdrawing participation, minimizing our exposure and strengthening our communities locally. And I, you know, I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing happen more recently and, and meetings even about preparedness happening again and really practical steps not to, uh, head for the hills, although some people are prepping for that. But the reality is at some some point you got to stand your ground and go, this is this is this is where I stand and uh defend it. Right. And that's kind of going back to the the original article of today's show. So yeah. wow. <clears throat> We've covered one story this hour. Really? Is that all? <laughs> How did that happen? This is what happens when it's that's okay though when we have no guest, right? Yeah, I didn't have to jump around. We're just, just doing what we want to do today. I, I do want to hit the autoimmune disorder thing because that, that'll yeah. also tie into uh, Chelsea Clinton's attempt to make it two in 10 people instead of one in 10 people. Uh, Medical Express reporting out of the University of Oxford, autoimmune disorders found in uh, one in 10 people. It means one in 10 people, their immune systems are attacking themselves, their own bodies. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yeah, yourself. Exactly. And, and yeah. you know, it, it would be that simple if people realized how much by getting these shots these jabs by being on antibiotic after antibiotic by eating genetically modified pesticide laden foods. We are destroying the functional integrity of every system in the body, including yes, the immune system causing it to react against itself or ourselves because self is identified in a certain way when it is so corrupted due to toxic poisons and inflammation and deficiency, it becomes the corrupted self that the immune system says is no longer me or you or you know, self non-self. And so we end up in a, a disastrous situation, but they call it now, I believe, a pandemic of autoimmunity. Uh, okay, so what do you got to do? Do do we need to wear masks 
to prevent autoimmunity? Do we need to get shots? Do we need to socially distance again? Do we need to hide out in our homes from others? If we breathe or sneeze, will we become autoimmune? Of course not. They don't claim it, although they'd like to claim it's an infectious issue. And there may be evidence of infections present in autoimmunity. I don't dispute that. But is that the actual cause or is that the result of the corruption of the integrity of the self of cells? They mentioned type 1 diabetes, uh, MS, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, classics, right? Autoimmune diseases, 80 types that they know of and counting and, and rising. And it's become more commonplace by the generation. Is that genetic? Do we have a genetic epidemic, a genetic pandemic? Or the things that I'm saying are actually the only things that make sense that we got to stop poisoning ourselves, not yet to death, but to autoimmunity, poisoning ourselves into dysfunction, poisoning ourselves into dependence on the par public private partnership, big pharma, big government, medicine and state. Again, in the movie doc, uh, documentary film, Utah Safe and Effective, check it out, consider it, share it. Just like the movie Spellers, there's hope despite the injuries that we can recover to some degree. In the autism spectrum, it's so devastating, you may not fully recover, but that's beautiful that that movie has documented things we've talked about on this show, that there are ways to communicate even in the midst of this horrific damage that is caused by various environmental causes, including the environmental toxicity condensed into a syringe and injected into innocent children. Autoimmunity, 10%. Think about that. One in every 10 people have an autoimmune condition. One in 10. Now, how long will it be before one in 10 have a neurological issue like ADHD or autism? It's predicted to go down up to one in two. We've heard about that. And yet the, the pandemic they're concerned about really is a virus, a fictitious virus or, or a gain of function uh, protein sequence that led to the acceptance of the real devastating payload delivered again via syringe. Once again, it's fascinating what we're seeing here. Autoimmunity. How do we how do we cool the inflammation? Well, you can do it with desperately uh, uh, powerful drugs that'll kill the liver. Okay, we've got a request from my friend Susie. Susie uh, says, "Could you guys please ask for prayers for Joel Troyer? He suffered an aortic dissection and is in critical condition. He has a son on the spectrum who is a speller, and three other children, a beautiful wife, and a farm." that are all counting on him to make it through this. Well, consider prayers sent. Joel Troyer, you're in our thoughts and our prayers. And folks out there, if you know Joel or if you don't, just send a little loving message, prayer, energy, love, whatever it is you can. That really helps. That really works. So thank you, Susie, for making, making me aware of that. I appreciate that. All right, what else we got here? On the vaccine front, Talk about public-private partnership. The Alliance for Natural Health is reporting, not new here, but maybe you could share this with somebody that might make a difference. Doctors are promoting vaccines for money. Most people didn't realize that when they went in for the uh, childhood well-being and they came out, they came out with a baby that was not healthy anymore, didn't realize that the pressure to get those shots in and on time, however many there was, or caught up, would be a critical 
a part of the doctor's inflow, monetary inflow, economic support, that if they had a, a rate above a certain percent of all of those in the practice, children being brought to him or her as a pediatrician, above a certain percentage, they could get bonuses and many of these pediatricians could get half a million dollars, 100,000, 150, 250. That's not an exaggeration depending on the practice and the number of kids coming through it just for getting everybody up to date to a certain percentage. And that's why they fired you and your child from the practice because you wouldn't get all the shots or any of them because it would bring that number down, that percent away from the possibility of getting those huge bonuses. Why is this not uh, front and center as far as, yeah, it's obvious there's a conflict of interest that your pediatrician has if you have one and why your child will be healthier not having one. Taking them to a doctor of chiropractic, a homeopath, a naturopath, and, and not a naturopath who vaccinates, I, I shall add, a traditional naturopath. Maybe ideal, but our system is set up that you're not allowed to take children anywhere except a medical doctor for the most part. And if you if you stray from that, the state will try to find a way to take your child from you. Once again, come back to the state sanctioned religion of, of modern medicine in violation of the First Amendment, much less the Ninth Amendment and other things, parental rights, parental authority. But this, the combination of medicine and state, what else is it bringing now? In addition to the claims of ownership over your child on the vaccine issue, which, by the way, may contain aborted fetal cells from male or female uh, babies that may be con uh, contributing to gender dysphoria and otherwise, but then grooming these kids to have very profitable, not to the kids, but surgeries profitable to, once again, the church of pharmaceutical mysticism. The doctors, the centers that perform gender reassignment surgeries that are not gender reassignments, they're basically genital mutilation surgeries. Now, if you want to do that as an adult, I don't stand in the way of your freedom to choose that, but to take someone under the age of, of majority, commonly referred to as 18, and encourage it and do it, that's a crime. I don't have a problem saying that. And if you really feel like if you're 17 and you want to do it, I'm still saying wait till you're 18, and then you make a decision on your own front as an adult, not as a minor. Another story here uh, from the Brownstone Institute. Again, coming back to the military-industrial complex and the medical one, where one ends and the other begins, no one actually knows. Check this article out. Proof that vaccines were a military-backed countermeasure. It wasn't the Department of Health and Human Services that ran the COVID playbook. It was the Department of Defense and Moderna. Their mRNA jabs co-owned with the U.S. government. Again, public-private partnerships that Chelsea Clinton was all about. We need to strengthen it. Conflicts of interest strengthened means devastation to your health, especially as it comes to what they call public health, which is an oxymoron. And of course, it, it it's a collectivist idea. Moderna entered uh, two types of contracts with the U.S. government for the spike vax shot. It's, it's bulleted right here in this article. It's up on the screen. I'm not even going to read it, but it's a public-private partnerships. Are you... Do you see what this means? Every time you hear this, run the other way. I need to take a sip of tea, Super Don. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm -mm -mm. A sip of tea. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. That's good. Mm -mm -mm. The uh, the king would approve. 
the king would approve. A spot of tea. It's good to be king. Remind everybody of my dearly beloved friend who's passed from this earth, Michael Badnorik, and his book, Good to be King, A Foundation for Our Constitutional Freedoms. I was thinking that, about him the other day. That should be a, a, a book that uh, can be read uh, to and by almost everyone. I'll tell you what it was that, that, that for whatever reason, just popped into my head because I, yeah. uh, I was, <clears throat> we, we were actually uh, connected doing some show prep. You gave him a call. Yeah. Just check up on him. And this was, I don't know, maybe a little bit like a, just a few days before he passed on. Mm-hmm. And you guys were talking and you were talking to him about what he like, maybe he might, he might be eating or something, you know, you could get something new made. It's non GMO or something like that. He was like, are you kidding me? He says, listen, I've only got a few days to live. I'm going to eat DQ. Yeah. <laughs> like, what can I say at that point? And I, I it just, it made me laugh because, yeah. you know, he was just like, come on, Robert, mm-hmm. listen, man, I'm gonna have myself a milkshake. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going out heavy, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I couldn't argue at that point. Yeah. He he definitely outlived. Even then, uh, he had a sense of humor. You know, I mean, it was totally. just, what a guy, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think of him often. I mean, he bequeathed, his, you know, his his favorite uh, firearm to my son uh, that, uh, you know, it's just here in the family. So it's a beautiful, beautiful memory of our friend Michael Badnarik. Interesting. The Libertarian Party official, uh, I guess, we call that thing on Twitter. No, it's not Twitter. It's Instagram. Again, following as well. We love libertarianism, although I don't have a, a card-carrying libertarian. I am a card-carrying member of the town. I am. I've got my, I, I told you the other day, I got, because I had to go uh, renew my ID yeah. at the DMV. And so they were like, oh, aha. You declared, you declared we, libertarian? And I got my voter registration card. I was just like, oh, hmm. Haven't seen one of these in a while. I wonder what yeah. I'm registered as. And it turns out I'm, I'm a registered libertarian. Yes. How about that? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I said. I'm a card-carrying member of the Tenth Amendment Center. Okay, that's the one group that I would be pleased to say I'm a member. Have you ever registered to vote? Uh, back in the day, yeah, early on, my my childhood before I knew better. So, so (laughs) what's the dirt? What did what what did you used to be when you were registered to vote? Dude, that's been so long ago. I don't remember. You don't remember? No, honestly, don't. I I don't think I declared. I don't. I don't remember. Nice. All right. What was the what was the old, the age that we could be when we were first able to vote? Was it Reagan? Eighteen. Yeah. Well, no. Reagan was. Uh, we were still too. Well, I know I was anyway. Maybe you were because you're uh, what three years older than me. Yeah. So it was uh, eighty four. For me, it was. Uh, it yeah, it was, would be eighty four. So that would be the Bush. first age in at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, voting for a shrubbery was not a good deal. Uh, former CIA director, as we learn more and more about. <laughs> You know, Dude, I was, you know, when, when I was in high school, one of the really, the cool things we had was a mock convention mm-hmm. and it was the first time that I, I actually got a taste for politics. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they literally had like a convention and, and, you know, Republicans and Democrats and arguing the issues and all that kind of stuff like that. And I got into it. Did I you? thought it was cool. You know, I got to play the part and that's, that's, that was where it kind of started for me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did you. Did you run for office in high school? That no. any kind of elected thing? No. I think I was I was, I was uh, too busy goofing off in high school to run for office. I think I was vice president of the student council. That was the thing. Were you? It, yeah, at that point. Nice. I, so that's as far as up as I was interested in going. I didn't I didn't need to run things. I was like, I'll help you out. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah. I, and as my daughter graduates 
uh, from high school in a couple of weeks. It's crazy to think about that. Uh, did you do, Oh, do you have that picture she was working on? Um, it's a oh, prism yeah. color, beautiful, uh, flower of some kind. Maybe you guys can figure out what it is. See what it is. Look at that. Oh man. She is such a good artist, dude. That's like I said, I, I don't know how she does what she does. She shows me things that she's drawn and, and whether, and that, that of course is not electronic. That was done with actual Prisma colors. I think they're like colored pencils or something, mm. but I love yeah. the way she, she de definitely works and knows how to work with light. It's very, yeah. And the shading and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's pretty. What are those flowers? I don't know. Do you somebody know will know. Who knows I guarantee somebody will know. Somebody tell us what the flowers are. Hyacinth. Maybe. Huh? I'll go with that. Christine says it, so let's go with it. Okay. Well, What's she's kind next? of asking. She's not stating that it is. Well, all so. right. That's a good enough guess for me. I don't know. So when is our uh, next AMA for a patron? Uh, I think it's supporters. the 22nd, isn't it? It's a Monday. We had to do Monday, a the 22nd, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. So we love and appreciate you guys for all that you do to support us. However little. And just sharing the show is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now, I don't know if, if, if everybody caught, probably not my Sunday broadcast we've been doing. I like what you did, conversations, Sunday conversations, because it's kind of yeah, like I kind of made it official. Yeah. Um, it's its own thing here. Let I don't know it. if it's like deep thoughts with Jack Handy, but it, <laughs> Sunday is that what it reminded you of? A little bit, but I, you know, <laughs> like I said, I'm rolling with the, uh, the, the evolution of it. And I had a great conversation. There it is uh, with Doc Harmony. Uh, from uh, Heal or the Harmony Cone Ear Candles. And it w the topic wasn't ear candles. It was relationships. And particularly from the woman's perspective, as she is, you know, involved in her relationship with her husband, Kevin, who have been friends of mine for decades. And uh, the Queen's Code was discussed and other things. And one of the controversial statements that she told me was like, women are 100% responsible for the success of the relationship. And I thought... <gasps> Yeah, and I put that in the headline, too, and I thought, man, that's going to get people to want to check it out and listen. But How dare you? But you got to listen. Listen to the discussion. It'll all make sense. In fact, I, I got in a little hot water with my wife uh, talking oh. about that. I said, honey, you got to listen to it. You have to listen to it. <laughs> what do you mean? You're a, I'm 100%. You know, and, and it's it's funny. It's you know, To some degree, it's, it's silly and funny, but it's serious, too. Uh, recognizing the difference between men and women. Yes, there are differences in the way we think. Uh, the way we perceive. And I think it was a great conversation. So if you guys want to plug into uh, maybe enhancing your relationships, give a listen to the Sunday conversation on the Robert Scott Bell show. And, uh, and we, we gave away a thousand dollars and nobody won. I know but people don't realize what, how people, valuable that Sunday yeah, show they is. Just, you, you weren't there. You didn't watch it. We printed it out of thin air. That's right. <laughs> Where did we learn that? <clears throat> So yes. what are we doing in hour two? We've got the Brideon.tv. Uh, we uh, will be joining Brideon sh shortly. Yeah. Uh, did we leave anything on the table here? I think we did pretty well. Oh, sure we might want to. We might want to fit in the monkey uh, a dilemma uh, somewhere monkey. in there. But okay. uh, the pandemic, actually, you were referring to. Yeah. Uh, when you were talking autoimmune disease, actually has to do with Parkinson's. We'll be talking about that possible yeah. causes. Mm -hmm. uh, PFAs, they're everywhere. We're surrounded by them. The EPA is supposed to be doing something about that, but apparently they fumbled the football on that situation. 
no no joke there um, yeah and then let's talk mad you know we haven't talked masks in a while people have kind of forgotten about it because everybody's not wearing you know nobody who's wearing masks anymore you see them once in a while even the hospitals don't require them now yeah usually but, we- uh apparently the folks in pittsburgh mm-hmm. uh they have some different ideas as to we'll whether go, we'll go there in in a, if you're anywhere near pittsburgh you know world wellness there nutritional frontiers is there they have great deals on amazing products, including the wonderful lozenges that I take, the inner uh, DMG, and uh, 15% off, in, including sale items. RSB 15, get 15% off on everything there. Shout out to our friends at Trinity School of Natural Health and more. When we come back in just a split second, we're going to start with our TV broadcast. Here we go. Hey, everybody, we're back. We're live. We're happening on TV, the second hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show. On Monday, the 8th of May, 2023. And we got to talk about another pandemic. Uh, we talked about it last hour, sort of autoimmune pandemic, but specifically now neurological degradation diseases and specifically Parkinson's. Yeah, we're going to hit that. What What's the cause or causes? What are the possible real options that are not pharmaceutical, that are not medical, that can help bring you back no matter where you are, if you're still breathing? I don't know if anybody got the word to Michael J. Fox on this or Neil Diamond and others that you know of that have this. Uh, what's the EPA approach to uh, the forever chemicals? It it sucks, you know what. Uh, I'll just say it politely, sucks the eggs. Uh, masks, we'll, we'll revisit the mask issue and the mRNA COVID disaster, or is it a miracle leading to new kinds of flu shots? And finally, Tucker Carlson and more on the Robert Scott Bell Show, where the power to heal is yours. All right, hour two commences here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, robertscottbell.com. If you'd like to be up to date with the newsletter, it's free. It is easy as texting my initials RSB to the number 22828. That's the number 22828. Send RSB, and then you'll be prompted to enter your email address as well. We have monthly uh, Zoom meetings uh, for those of you who want to support us directly uh, via Patreon. And uh, even if you don't, there are ways that you could uh, donate and uh, we'll, we'll include you in that invitation as well, just as a thank you. But we have a great time meeting on Zoom, interfacing, helping one another, asking questions of each other. It's not a one-way street. It's been wonderful, the community that's built here. We have a lot of upcoming events. If you haven't considered attending any or all of them, uh, including the Advanced Medicine Conference coming up in St. Louis, Missouri, advancedmedicineconference.com. I got to ask Super Don if, if Dr. Batar has replied to you we asked him about the discount code. We thought it was either RSB or Bell, and uh, yeah, we haven't heard back. No, you know what? I did. It's funny that you mentioned that because I'd forgotten about this, but I did notice he opened. He, he checked. He opened my email over the weekend. Oh, but well, I, something. I did not get a response yet. She slacker. Anyway, we want you all to be there in advancedmedicineconference.com, and that's happening St. Louis, Missouri, Memorial Day weekend. Immediately following that, Boise, Idaho, for the We the Patriots USA event. Uh, Brian Festa and others, and that's going to be there. There's wonderful. Uh, there's a doctors for Dr. Moore we have that for those who want to participate there. Speller's movie. There's an event coming up to watch that. There's the Advanced Medicine Conference, uh, in the, on the in the uh, upcoming events tab. There's the We the Patriots USA event, and then coming up, Real Solutions for Healthy Living, June 24th, and that is in. Uh, this will be the that? first time. Is this the first time you'll be back in Colorado since we went years ago? 
No, no, I, I was there for another uh, patriotic event. Oh, were you? Years. Okay. Yeah, it was during all of the early COVID. I think it was before the election, you know, that what where Trump uh, supposedly lost, right? <clears throat> right? So there was something in Colorado that I did there. So it's I haven't been back uh, for an event like this. I, you know, Nancy and I, my wife and I went, had a wonderful Easter weekend in uh, in that area. But uh, we're coming back for a day-long event, nice and that'll nice. be in, uh, what was the city again? Loveland. Loveland. How can you forget Loveland? Loveland? Loveland, Colorado. Yeah. Too much love. So the Goody Farms Homestead, we have a limited number of tickets available to be with us for the RSB Family Union. It'll be an outdoor event, a weekend event, lots of fun, lots of food. There'll be music there as well. There'll be, uh, yeah, campfires, cookouts, organic pie, and um, just a family union uh, atmosphere. Kids are welcome. And there'll be a homestead skills stuff learned as well. And that'll be great. So check that out. Uh, reserve your spot today. There's a QR code you can scan. The Maho Summer Splash, that's happening uh, Columbus, Ohio, the 21st through 23rd. And there may be a couple of events that weekend uh, at uh, various places, as well as that event for the health food store community. And then we have the Big Biomed Expo happening uh, the 14th through 17th, 2023. And Super Don, you'll love this. It's, it's simultaneous to like a UFO Expo. So if anybody no. is drawn into that side of things, there'll be availability of kind of wild out of this world. Maybe you get an interview with an alien or something. Yeah. I mean, we're focused on the biomed part, but hey, you know, people are interested <laughs> in all kinds of things. Right? Why not? Yeah, why not? And we got right. uh, Your Health Freedom Gallon Symposium that's uh, in uh, Utah. Again, uh, Kristen Chevrier is putting that on again the 6th and 7th of October. And then we have the Health Freedom Expo, uh, the 14th and 15th of october i think we need to add like five or six more things here i think you're just not busy enough we might actually be ending up adding more yeah i know it's not enough to do there'll be more added to the robert scott bell world tour uh this year 2023 the comeback year right so anyway the pandemic of parkinson's it's an interesting do you know of anybody with parkinson's super d personally Uh, i don't think so not personally So I have a personal connection to this, but when I was a kid, because my uncle Ben, who was a world war II veteran. And I remember, was uh, this before or after you got bit by the radioactive spider? I'm wondering. It was way, way before, way Way before. before. Okay. Yeah. I had, uh, encountered this uh, elderly man who was my uncle who I didn't know as well as my uncle Bob, but uncle Ben, uh, because he passed away a lot younger when I was a lot younger, but um, when I, you know, met him, he was suffering and, and lost control, muscle control. So I remember you see the shaking, this kind of thing. This is what, you know, I saw in him when I, you know, I was with him. I was like, this is my first introduction to Parkinson's, which was rare. Again, as a child, I understood that there are, were neurological issues. We didn't know anything about why it happened or anything like that. But now they're saying, you know, last hour we talked about 10% of the population suffering with autoimmune disorders. And I could argue that this is in the realm neurological degradation diseases into the realm of autoimmunity, although not officially declared to, to be so. Um, but in 2022, the WHO reported that disability and death due to Parkinson's disease increasing faster than for any other uh, neurological disorder. You know, we've witnessed uh, Michael J. Fox many years ago with this diagnosis. Of course, I argue that a significant portion of his uh, neurological degradation is due to his diet Pepsi 
aspartame containing soda a habit. He was a big <laughs> spokesperson for that. Yeah, and yeah. then Neil Diamond is, is one. And there are other uh, celebrities that suffer from that. I think also, is it Linda Ronstadt maybe? of uh, that era of, of musicians, singers, songwriters, etc., And so we see that in famous people. Maybe you haven't seen it personally like I have when I was younger. And so now they say Parkinson's has become a pandemic. In 1817, Dr. James Parkinson first described the condition in London. He said it was rare and only found in six individuals. So yeah, rare. 200 years later, 2015, over 6 million individuals lived with it. So the question is, was there a genetic epidemic in uh, 200 years that happened? I mean, how does this suddenly occur unless we acknowledge environmental degradation, toxicological burdens, and nutrient deficiencies? Now, they are predicting that it could double from 6 million to 12 million by 2040, and they call it primarily due to aging, but that doesn't explain, you know, young people like Michael J. Fox acquiring it. And, you know, as he said recently, he doesn't think he'll see 80 uh, because, you know, of the the severity of his disease, so to speak. So they claim it's non-infectious, although you may find infections present. But there are other traits that they say identify it as a pandemic disease. Okay, I'm just running through some of these numbers to not to shock you, just so you'll be aware of it because they're big. In the U.S., it was previously thought that there was about 60,000 diagnoses of Parkinson's annual, but now a new study in the uh, NPJ, Parkinson's Disease Journal, uh, revealed that Incidence is actually 50% higher than former estimates. I mean, look, 10, 10% of the population has autoimmune disease. Are they including Parkinson's or are we adding Parkinson's on top of that? And then we go, what percentage are we growing to, to chronic disease prevalence in the overall community from childhood to adulthood? And I would argue that chronic disease prevalence has got to be well over 50% by now. And I'm not saying everything's as devastating as Parkinson's, but even allergies are a chronic disease allergies. So if you have an allergy, you are suffering chronically with something. That's not an acute infection necessarily. And allergies are a sign that the immune system is overreacting to normally occurring or naturally occurring things in your environment, primarily due to leaky gut. And the leaky gut scenario manifesting in ultimately hyperimmune response to autoimmune and immune exhaustion, not necessarily in that order, and even can't rise of cancer. Arguably, the same causes of cancer could be the same cause of neurological degradation, just like I've said so many times on this show, although it's not seemingly acknowledged by those in medicine, and maybe even natural uh, folks haven't realized this, the same cause of heart disease is often the same cause of vascular, well, the vascular removed from skeletal, skeletal arthritis, arthritic diseases. And some of the arthritic diseases fall into autoimmune categories. We talk about rheumatoid arthritis, as we mentioned last hour. So if you talk about by 2040, doubling the amount of people with Parkinson's, once again, we're already in a disastrous state in terms of un- being unable to pay our bills as a country, unless we keep monetizing the debt, printing more and weakening the Federal Reserve note dollar that you're using. If you're not already figuring out, you better have some other means of exchange. The more I go out with the goldbacks, the more excited people get. As you realize, it's like, my gosh, people have become aware of the diminishing value of the dollar. And once it loses reserve currency status, again, the, the, the purchase power of that Federal Reserve note, it may still exist, but it'll be far less. You talk about levels of inflation that uh, you thought were bad in the last few years uh, could dwarf that. Now, in this article, they do actually acknowledge the role of environmental toxins. 
but they also have to acknowledge that aging and genetics doesn't get you to six to six million, even in 200 years. So environmental factors tied to the uh, industrial revolution. I don't dispute that air pollution. How about acknowledging herbicides and pesticides? Yes, they do in this article a little bit and dry cleaning toxins. It's a little bit, everything. It's not so much only one thing. Although the vaccines may be the straw that breaks the camel's back, as you know, in childhood or in adulthood, arguably um, these neurological degradation diseases like dementia and not just Parkinson's, but Alzheimer's as well, are playing themselves out differently depending on the age we are, arguably could be manifesting as autism or autism-like spectrum disorders uh, in childhood, but it manifests differently as we age. They recognize the Paraquat herbicide being associated with a 150% increased risk of Parkinson's. And they talk about the the generation of reactive oxygen species causing more oxidative stress in the brain. Why is this controversial at all? I mean, they're actually acknowledging it, but if you bring this up, and they say, no, 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 it's genetic. Because if you bring this up, what do you do? Do you find a drug that counters oxidative stress? Not as efficiently as selenium does. Not as efficiently as nitric oxide does if you're not on, for instance, Cardio Miracle. Think about the vasculature, and that includes vasculature into the brain and the nervous system. Everything needs that flow of blood, the healthy vascular system and endothelial lining. And that, of course, comes back to, again, nitric oxide, safely enhanced production without the additional oxidative stress of peroxynitrate. That's Cardio Miracle once again. Again, looking at things to help counteract the seeming inevitability of a devastating neurological degradation uh, manifestation. Selenium, again, the heavy metals that play the play out and partly due to injection, partly due to, you know, amalgams that may still be placed in, in, in older people. I hope they don't anymore, but children as well. These are devastating. They diminish our minerals that protect us. And if you're dealing with aluminum, of course, that's silicon or silica that counteracts the aluminum toxicity, whether you're drinking it in or taking it as a whole food form that I do every day, uh, the uh, Alta Silica I get from Jonathan at ChooseToBeHealthy.com. Now, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, all of that. Every day, people are spraying this stuff, especially now that the springtime is hitting the Northern Hemisphere. How many of you going out, not you in this audience, I hope, with Roundup, but you probably know friends and family members and other, maybe of your neighbors that are still using it. And this week, I'm going to show you, I don't know which day, but I've, I, I tested it out. Kathleen Halal, who we met at the Be Healthy event a couple of weeks ago, brought over, mixed it up. We showed how we did a little video on Instagram. Superdon has got it, so we'll be able to show it on the, on the show here as well. You can put it up on Facebook. But I did the test. We went to the weeds that we didn't want growing up through the cracks of the concrete that are impossible to get out, and we're not going to use glyphosate or Roundup. And within 20 minutes, there was evidence that those weeds were dying. Within an hour, they were pretty much gone, and by this morning, they're dried up and done. Very impressive, yet no negative toxicological impact on surrounding soil, animal life, plant life, or anything. Even insect life, perhaps, but... If you want to get rid of some of those insects, I'd recommend the orange product we'll talk about. Hopefully we can get Tor back on sometime soon as well. <coughs> Exposure to pesticides can increase the risk of Parkinson's by 70%. Organophosphates, damaging mitochondria. So this article is pretty impressive. Then they, they, they fall back on viral issues. 
We mentioned herpes simplex, HSV. But again, these things for me are the result of everything that precedes them. They're not the true cause. If they're present, it's kind of like a fire truck present at every fire. And it's not the fire truck that caused it. It's part of the process of communication, often detoxification, et cetera. They don't have a successful treatment. I think you've heard of levodopa. That's about the only thing. They say it's a cure, but it's not a cure. It's not a cure. It's a treatment therapy to maybe slow it down, but at what cost? Including, well, the fractions of a penny on the, uh, 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 fractions of the, whatever the price would be of a drug, if we would increase the inflow of cannabidiol, right, the endocannabinoid system supporting it along with the essential fatty acids, along with, yes, homeopathic medicines, along with detoxifying the body of those heavy metals, these other toxicological burdens, then we could see a genuine shift and change because the body knows what to do. The cells know what to do when they're given an opportunity. This isn't about the smartest scientist at Harvard or Yale. This is about the intelligence of creation, creator, your cells, telling you you're doing it wrong. You're eating the wrong thing. How many times do I have to say it? And I'll say it as long as I have breath. Clean up what goes into your body. And we have now an option for those that say, well, my, my job requires me to use Roundup. Well, now you have a viable solution. The contact organic stuff. Liveclean.com, L-I-V-K-L-E-E-N.com, I believe it is. We'll have a banner up and you can use the code RSB to get that uh, brass nozzle to make it work. They'll throw that in. And uh, that's what I got on, on Parkinson's. Anybody have anything to add? GMO grains, Steve? Yeah. Contributing to Parkinson's? Genetic engineering. Yeah. Altering that. Who else has done that? Robert Rogers radio show. Yeah. So this is, I love the fact that you guys and gals out there in the chat rooms put additional resources out there for consideration. And then you rely on the EPA to protect you, right? The EPA, which regulates pesticides and herbicides and fungicides and approves them. How have they been doing on preventing the things that are causing this pandemic of neurological degradation, particularly Parkinson's. Well, there's a great article in the Defender by uh, Common Dreams initially. EPA approach to regulating PFAS chemicals inexplicable and irresponsible. Subheadline: because forever chemicals don't break down in the environment, many of them bioaccumulate in our bodies. It's critical that the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency abandon its chemical-by-chemical chemical approach to regulating these chemicals linked to a host of human health problems. Now, here you have the EPA running cover for these industries that are producing toxic poisons that are causing degradation, diseases, cancer, etc. And they are protected often from direct lawsuit because they're approved by the EPA. Now, Ron Paul is brilliant here as he talked about regulatory capture. And he said, you know what? The most efficient way to put the uh, halt to these toxic poisons, destroying your environment, much less the larger environment, is to defend property rights. That if you are violated, in other words, if, it, if an individual or a company pollutes you or your property, that you would be able to target them for some kind of suit that, that would, they would have liability rather than um, limited liability or no liability at all when it comes to vaccines, for instance. And in that way, they would be somewhat precluded, certainly at the levels which they just throw this stuff out there 
and just, hey, see what happens. And in fact, we'll make so much money, even if we lose a lawsuit or two, it's just the price of doing business. We're still fine. I mean, look at the, you know, billion dollar, I guess, what is it, hundreds of millions of dollars in settlements against Roundup and glyphosate by then uh, Monsanto, now Bayer, and they're still in business. How is that possible? They've got so much rolling in that they kind of account for lawsuits as part of it. Although in the 1980s, they duped Reagan into signing the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, and that set the stage for a flood of more toxicological injections on top of the pollution that we were exposed to, air, food, and water, and injected into these children. Now we see, again, neurological damage, whether it be autism spectrum, other things, manifesting in younger and younger ages as a normal part of our growing up. Rather than being a canary in the coal mine, uh, everybody's a canary in the coal mine now in these uh, subsequent generations after, after me. So is the EPA the answer here or is private property right? Defense of private property more viable as a means by which you can push back on an industry to make it unpalatable, unprofitable to exist a day longer with products that pollute brutally, incessantly, without end. And then we have the option of innovation happening like the contact organics product that can replace glyphosate and Roundup, which I put to the test and it works. Pretty cool. We'll be, we'll be following up on that. But if you guys want to try it, I will tell you, it's not just theory. I've done it. And I'll show you those pictures soon. All right. What else we got to talk about? Oh, you know what? One of the most powerful antioxidants in the world we've come across is this botanical blend called Folium PX, Folium Products. My buddy Bobri, originally from Georgia, when it was controlled by the Soviet Union, moved, uh, got out in the early 70s, escaped and went to Israel. And then came to America, and he's brought us a, a wonderful, wonderful tool to counteract the oxidative stress. Remember, even in the articles, they recommend, hey, you know what? How do we counteract the rise of oxidation in the body? And the folium products are a, a powerful way to do more than you've ever, ever been able to do. And, and I, I'm telling you, even with uh, the selenium that I take, this product has been a phenomenal, helping my mom to get back on the dance floor. And others, the stories we've already covered, the doctors that are utilizing it now. Go to foliumpx.com. When you get the products, they have the folium uh, immuno as well as the folium relax. It's a three pronged approach, and uh, you can get a 10% discount with the code RSB10, foliumpx.com. Now, question super done. Should we still wear masks? Should we put our masks back on? Many of you in this audience never put them on in the first place. You're amazing. You, you stood up, you said, you know what? A lot of people said, I'm not going to die on that hill. You heard that? They found out how far they can push it. Now, I don't think they'll get away with it again, but then again, I've been wrong on some of my predictions before, so I kind of hesitate to make predictions about that. How much fear can you take before you put the mask back on? Article here uh, from CBS News, should we still wear masks as restrictions ease? Should we still wear masks as restrictions ease? It's like, I can't believe they're actually considering trying to convince you to put masks back on didn't we already get past this didn't we already figure this out i thought so yeah i thought so but apparently uh and you know listen we we had a discussion about this i remember back in the day we were making predictions remember that really about a couple of years ago or we like what do you think's going to happen when we were in the midst of all the insanity that was going on with covid and lockdowns and mandates and masks and everything and uh one of the things that we came up with was that when it came time to take masks off, mm -hmm. 
there were going to be people that are going to be like, wait a minute, hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wore the masks and it saved lives yeah. uh, for people from getting COVID. Now, uh, I, I don't even know what the number is. X number of people die every year from the flu. Now, if we just wore masks and just keep wearing the mask, then we'll save those lives too. Don't you want to save those lives? Is is that really what you believe that the, the mask stopped the flu, but allowed for COVID un, unmitigated spread? So listen, we predicted that that would happen. We haven't seen that on a national level, but mm-hmm. I came across, there's a local CBS affiliate here in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. that uh, did a news report. And lo and behold, guess what it is that they're trying to, to convince people of yeah. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. For years, we have watched those overseas wearing masks on a normal day-in, day-out basis, and maybe even we scoffed at that a bit. Well, it turns out they were actually onto something. For decades, the treadmill of seasonal illnesses has been a constant. Then came the pandemic and masking. We've seen that it actually does decrease the risk of spreading viral diseases. Masking decreases the risk of all respiratory infections. The reason is simple. Two people were wearing masks. We've shown that it does decrease the amount of air that you're breathing that's coming out of someone else's mouth. And coming out of that mouth, riding on breath. AHN's Dr. Brian Lamb says are the particles that lead to the flu, RSV, even colds. Numbers that went down to almost zero while we were wearing the masks. Well, there you go. It reduces the amount of air coming out? No, it doesn't. It, it reduces the amount of air that's coming out of other people's mouths. Right. And, and well, riding on their breath. Mm-hmm are the particles that will lead to flu, RSV, and even colds. So here they are in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, trying to make the case that people, even though nobody else is wearing a mask now, and even though the emergency is no longer an emergency, and even the hospitals don't require you to take them, that you know you ought to consider just wearing your mask anyway. This is sort of like Chelsea Clinton's lunacy. More public-private partnership, more robust debate that is not debate. Debate is bludgeoning you with their their so-called truth, their phony pseudoscience. And it's just like the pseudoscience associated with mask wearing. No evidence to support reduction of quote-unquote spread, if even that's the way it happens. But yes, a difficulty in terms of bringing air into the body. Anytime you put a, a filter or a block, you unless there's coming with pressure, you're going to have to work harder to bring air in. And the uh, the rise of the CO2 gases within the mask are, are you know, going to reduce oxygenation further, much less whatever then changes in terms of a microbiological content in the mask that in a new environment, constantly moist from your extra, external exhaling, creates all kinds of in, uh, infectious realities and inflammation within the skin, the mouth. Uh, we talked about uh, the dental uh, reports on decay increasing for those that were wearing masks. Mask mouth, they called it. Right. Just incredible that they're actually considering. Is there another clip on this? Do they? There's one it? more clip here. Let's see what they have to say. And once we stopped doing masking, we actually saw the return of influenza, RSV, things like that. That said, UPMC's chief medical officer, Dr. Don Yealy, says even though mask mandates have been lifted, they still have a purpose. The more mature in our population or the people who have 
multiple other conditions, heart, lung, neurologic conditions, should consider masking, particularly if they're going to be in a crowded area. While the doctors say the immunocompromised and the elderly should mask up, Dr. Lamb says we all should consider it. Anywhere that you're going to be in an enclosed space with a lot of people you don't know. Well, the old people that are reducing their inflow of air or oxygen are going to be harmed by it. Again, wow. it's germ theory on steroids. It's so messed up, dude. And these are the people that are looked to as the experts still. No. How many times have I pointed this out? They don't invite the people that really know what's going on. That could really help. They're denigrated. You know, you, know, you go sit at the, the table with the kids over there, the funny kids. You can't come to our table because, you know, what you bring uh, to us is, well, it'd be uh, kind of humiliating for them to recognize how badly they screwed up and continue to screw up based on germs, 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 all about germs, nothing about strengthening the immune system and how breathing freely strengthens immunity, doesn't diminish it. And in those who are immunocompromised, reducing the flow of air is not a good thing for them either. However, we would also, of course, provide things to their body that would enhance the immune response, not diminish it further. I know, but Robert, that. we need to, it's, it's the air coming out of other people's mouths, you know? Who wants to breathe other people's breath? Yuck. What are you going to do? Hold your breath until you die? I mean, that's the <laughs> only thing that is on this planet. You know, during the whole time that the, they, they were doing the masking thing, I never heard it or described that way. Mm -hmm. You need to wear a mask because you need to pr protect yourself from the air coming from other people's mouths. Yeah. Interesting. So I, how, how, how weird is that? That in Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. uh, th that that's what's going out on the news. They're trying yeah, to convince I, people that they should be doing the same thing they're doing in uh, China or, or where, where is it that they're always wearing masks? It's China, yeah, right? China's yeah. big time in yeah. Asia. It's a big part of it. Now I would agree in times of extraordinary levels of particulate pollution that it may be advisable to restrict some of the debris from getting in you. But then those same people who do that for breathing will eat genetically engineered pesticide, herbicide, fungicide, heavy metal laden foods or not filter the water. You know, so how do they get it on one level? Oh, I don't want to breathe in toxins, but then they'll eat toxins because why? Why is it okay to eat it? Well, you, maybe you put a mask on your food before you eat the food. <laughs> you can ingest the mask and get the benefit from eating the mask instead of wearing it. Maybe there's some fiber in there that could benefit you. Just astonishing how cognitively dissonant we are as a species that we fall prey to all of this. We mentioned the upcoming events. I'll just say thanks to some of the folks that support us, the special deals that are available to you to counteract some of this nonsense out there and, and dangerous toxicological burdens. Energy Bits has got the cleanest chlorella and spirulina, little tiny bits, they call them, easy to take. You don't have to take a lot to get great benefit. And my wife's just loving it. Energybits.com, we have that, and you get a code at RSB20. You get 20% off of Energy Bits. Um, that's a great, I call it a superfood, but it helps uh, helps all the processes. There's the folium PX Super Don showing on the right side. If you'd like to uh, invest in a collector's uh, coin, if you will, uh, a round, a silver round, a support of health freedom in the Robert Scott Bell show, that's available. You can click on that. 
the Red Pill Expo is confirmed. I don't know why we don't have the one for uh, where it is coming up. It's uh, Des Moines, Iowa. I got to switch. I actually, I need to see if I can find a banner. Otherwise, I'll have to make one. Okay. Yep. Uh, they have to have one by now. It's been confirmed. Des Moines, Iowa, I believe in yep. August. Uh, it just got, it has to be the right size and all that stuff, but I'll figure yeah. it out. Okay. Now uh, we've got some other uh, fulvic minerals. We got some colloidal stuff there. We got as you scroll down on the right hand side of the page, the colloidal copper. That's the sovereign copper, bioactive copper hydrosol. Uh, you get discounts there. There's other ways to buy gold and silver. We got the aloe. We got the silver. We got the Health Ranger store. You get uh, kratom available. I mean, there are all these things that we support that we <laughs> utilize. There's a lot, I know. But there's uh, so much. Support us on Patreon. There's, there's a Patreon there. banner. Yeah. There's Cardio a Patreon Miracle. banner if you want to join us on Patreon. Cardio Miracle. Trinity School of Natural Health, uh, Silver Right Pillows, uh, Radiation Protection, Choose to Be Healthy, all our 100% whole food nutrients, the certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD. That's RSB15 at nutri uh, Nutritional Frontier, CBDNF.com and NutritionalFrontiers.com. And there you go. Just some, and there's an option to figure out if you're not sure what the discount codes are. Super Don made a special tab for that at the top of the page yes. as well. Indeed. Uh, so get you, I'm going to show you. In fact, I think they're right there. There it is. Advertiser discount codes. There you go. So get the best deals possible. Now, Super D, am I under the impression that Brideon is airing a rerun while we thought we were doing Brideon? They I are. I have, uh, yeah. I, have I have reached out to Brideon via yeah. email and text message. Mm -hmm. And I believe I just saw that Brady, uh, that they, uh, they may have gotten my email. So I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat here to find out what's right. going on. We're sending it to them. It's up to them to pick it up and put it out there. Yep. Or else why do we bother? That's not cool. You know, we modify. Well, our you know, things happen. Things happen. You know, that we may not be aware of. So we'll we'll find out. Yeah, okay. we'll find out. So we did not take the brighting on break because there was no reason to do that. Yeah, yeah. If we're not on, it, then what the heck? What, yeah. Why why bother? Exactly. All right. So we did the Parkinson's. We did a lot today already. Uh, so, I mean, we've been efficient. This is what know? happens when we have no guest. You know, the thing is, in hour one, we barely covered, as you said, one article. Well, we, you know, you managed to cram most of them in. Right okay. there at the end, because mm -hmm. that's just how you roll. Yeah. You're just very uh, efficient like that. All right. How about uh, Chelsea Clinton and mRNA shots? Here's an article uh, from Bloomberg. Talks about uh, mRNA vaccines. Could, well, mRNA could reinvent vaccines. I mean, that's their intent. Always was. And they, they say the flu is next. Now, we've been covering this. I've been talking about this for years. The attempt to make a universal flu shot. Oh, yeah. The Holy Grail. Yeah. And it yeah. was all relying on this mRNA technology because it was cheaper. It was faster. They just engineer it. They CRISPR it, whatever. And yet the mRNA shots that they brought out under a COVID emergency were an absolute disaster. And to say otherwise is to be delusional or being paid by the pharmaceutical church or working in the media that is supported by it. It's money, it's funds, it's advertising. And, oh, you know, where the patches like in NASCAR, if you're in, in government to see how much money is being thrown your way to support this as the next agenda for universal everything. They've got hundreds of potential so-called vaccines via mRNA technology in the pipeline waiting for the next emergency, because I don't think it would withstand the scrutiny of real analysis that may take 10 years to go through and they probably likely will not do a placebo controlled study 
to determine safety and or efficacy because they've never done it for the vaccines, much less all of them on the schedule. So you have here another disastrous product waiting to happen as long as the American people buy it. And I don't mean voluntarily, as long as they cooperate with their elite overlord oligarchs that tell them they must have this every year. The flu shot has been a disaster even before mRNA. Now it's only going to be made worse by the technology and how absurd it is to destroy the very immune system that you say you're trying to help by injecting this to create all kinds of other diseases. Maybe profitable for that pharmaceutical conglomeration that has basically captured our government and media and many people in religion, in churches, in synagogues, and mosques that have been paid off to promote this. And they promoted the COVID jab. They'll likely promote the flu jab via mRNA technology. Are you ready to say no yet and mean it no matter what they try to do? Or are you going to go all in on a digital identify system, digital ID that will tie into directly a central bank digital currency that will be turned on and off at the whim of those who tell you what to do or what not to do. And should you disobey them, suddenly your money's no good here. Not that you get it for free, but you can't go anywhere to spend it. Once again, coming back around full circle from hour one, where I talked about what's happening again as we're now coming out of our hiding holes, homes, post-COVID to realize we need to get together with our neighbors and talk about the very real possibilities of emergencies economic or otherwise, and being prepared and finding out what it is that you're good at and what your neighbor's good at so that you know you have a reliable system of support in a grid-down scenario, for instance, where you won't need their money because you'll have a system set up where you're already bartering. You're finding out, well, I have, look at this bumper crop of apples. You've got the eggs, whatever it is. But it doesn't happen via you know, some government mandate, the opposite would happen. It's happening because people are realizing how dangerous it is to live in isolation from one another. Yet they encouraged it, not for our health, but for the diminishment of our freedom. So we got, I don't think we have any more video clips of that uh, mask thing either. Uh, But I think uh, at this point, I feel bad for anybody that's still wearing a mask. And, you know, you don't want to judge them and call them morons, but if they're in their car all alone or they're out bicycling in, in the beautiful sunlight of the springtime and they're wearing a mask, you're like, what planet are you from? They said, I acknowledge that if you're riding through a pollution-filled environment to hide from the measurable, the large size debris that you don't want in you, a mask can stop that. It will limit the airflow too, but... There is legitimacy in the in the uh, presence of of large molecules that actually can be stopped by a mask versus so-called virus, viral particles, virions, viral protein sequences, much less spike proteins. They're not being stopped. That's a, that's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. So, uh, all right, Super D, we've got. Uh, I know there's a big article on Fox News and Tucker Carlson. I don't know if we want to hit that or any other questions or comments coming in through the chat room. Well, I'll we'll just let you know. I did hear back from uh, our friend at, at Brideon. Okay. Um, and apparently, they had some kind of issue with their broadcasting system. And oh, okay. So it, it was a kind of an emergency situation. They had to run 
something so they had something going on but they were having some kind of technical issues so hey, look at me i always take it personal they don't like i me. know but you know he, he was very nice this individual yeah. here that that is the one that that uh, liaisons uh with us and mm-hmm. uh, he says so sorry for any inconvenience this might have caused as y'all run a fantastic broadcast will definitely not happen next time as we work it all out today so okay well maybe we can send them this hour even though we didn't take a second break we certainly followed their clock from the start from the top well we didn't take the break but whatever well they've done some things where they haven't taken the break and we've done it (laughs) yeah well check this out dude i I can't open it because it's the epoch times i know you have that my wife has a uh is that how you pronounce that epoch epoch yeah k-poch epoch epoch Epoch. i say epic all right whatever dude i'm not gonna get on you about that tomato tomato yes i saw this <laughs> i saw this on the home page earlier yummy you, you want to bring that up yeah okay there it is fda approves first pill containing human feces for Yay. what for who who is this being marketed to freeze-dried feces to take it's, orally it's for uh you know what you call it uh like a uh, what is that called the thing that that, that we've been talking fecal about for transplant. years yeah fecal transplant but seriously, dude, I mean, look, if people are offended by urine therapy, what are they going to think of this? <laughs> That's just right out, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's this right is, I, it's, I guess it, it's one way to do it without having to have surgery. <sighs> <clears throat> Poop pills. Yummy. Well, look, they're, they're manufacturing schmeat. You know, why not? Yeah, have well, but this poop. isn't even schmeat. This is like, uh, I don't think this is like manufactured. Mm-hmm. Well, what does it say? Let's let's it what does be, it say? Control Patients needing fecal microbiota or biota mm-hmm. transplant for recurrent C diff infections now have the option of getting stool in pill form. Yeah. The FDA recently approved vouched, it's called. Oh, they got a name for it. Vouched. Yeah, vouched. Uh the first oral biologic drug for fecal microbiota. It is oral. That yes, you're taking poop pills. Yes, it is. Vaust. Uh, it's been shown in clinical trials to be as effective as a fecal transplant given rectally. Hmm. You know what? If I had to get a fe- <laughs> if I had to get a fecal transplant, uh, they could either stick it up up the hoo hoo, or uh, uh, I could take it in a pill. I'd probably take it in a pill. Really? Uh, dude, come on, really. Dude, hey, what, what is it? What is it with what? you and and butt no, stuff? I no, mean, I don't understand. Is, You're just like no problem. Just yes. whoop, keep it just in the butt. Ta-da! Keep it there. Now, Super Don, what have I been saying about probiotic replenishment? Oral? No, you know, I get that. No, look, I I totally agree. agree. I agree with you for this. Even I, I understand. Again. Listen, I understand that part of it. Okay, but let's talk about getting from point A to point B. Yeah. It's like if it's it's in a pill, yeah, right. And it's not like you're like eating it in your mouth. I'm sorry, it's, if it's, your doctor is telling you to take poop orally, and you would rather you'd rather go the other direction. Uh, I'm not. No, I'm not doing the the fecal transplant thing. I don't think it's <sighs> okay. It's but what I was saying is, if you had to do one or the other, yeah. I would rather do the the oral I'm not pill. Poop orally. I don't care how they give it to me. See, it's that's not, it's psychological, but. I'm yeah, not saying I want to eat poop. I'm just saying that saying it's that. in it's in a you capsule. It's going to go into your stomach. It's going to end. It's going to end up getting into your your gut. You get a new before. 
Anyway, anyway. Super Don would prefer taking it. <clears throat> yeah. And mm -hmm. Robert has no problem yeah. going the other direction. So, Bolden says he'll bottle his. <laughs> bottle him? All right. There you go. Sell it. You know Tenth Amendment said her poop. If you take it, you will be more about freedom than ever before. I'm like, no, no, we don't have to do that, do we? Mm. I'm telling you, modern medicine is messed up. Messed up. All right. Well, we got like uh, 10 minutes here. I'm doing great. It's a good Monday. You've actually, you caught up pretty well there. So, How did you work out today? Did you have a workout? Did you go to work out today? You walk? You do anything this morning? Yeah, I, I walk around the house. Yeah. I feel like I did uh, a lot this weekend, and, you know, in addition to fixing the car. Hopefully we fixed it. But All right. So real quick here. Uh, mm -hmm. There was an article that we left in hour one. I think this is interesting. Apparently. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a shortage and you know, listen, we've been talking about a lot of shortages, especially during the pandemic. There were a lot of shortages, right? Mm -hmm. People were hoarding toilet paper and, and, and paper towels. And there was, we were talking the other day about shortages of drugs, right? Shortages of Ozempic. Mm -hmm. Um, apparently there's another shortage going on. This is a shortage of monkeys. No, not a monkey shortage. I mean, a if we're monkey about shortage. monkeys flying out your butt now, is that where you're going with this? Yeah, let's let's just leave the butt stuff alone for a minute. All right. I know it's your favorite. <sighs> research monkeys. Apparently, there's a, a problem. There's not enough monkeys to uh, do medical research on. Hmm. And they're saying that it is uh, causing, it could be causing a problem, uh, undermining U.S. readiness. How about acknowledging that herbalists and homeopaths and naturopaths and chiropractors and all these holistic modalities already know how to treat the, and, and get rid of these diseases that they say we need monkeys to experiment upon to not actually cure anything, but to create drugs to manage those things. I mean, is that far be it for me to go so far to go, you know what? We don't need more monkeys to be tested on. We just need to go back to the basics of natural medicines and find out that we have solutions to everything that man has created in nature. But, of course, not patentable, not so profitable. Therefore, the entirety of our research complex captured by industry is not interested in investigating actual cures and prevention. The phony ones that they can profit from, yeah, that's okay. So send some more monkeys we can torture. To develop well, you know, if it had been for Fauci, we could be using beagles, but... Oh yeah, well, yeah. No, he kind of he kind of ruined like that the, whole situation. My God, that man is he uh, a man? So yeah, we've got a monkey shortage. I don't know what we're going to do about that exactly. I think they were saying they were getting them from China, of course, because we get everything from China anyway, right? right? Why yeah, not get the monkeys from China too? They stopped sending them out in 2020. Yes. So there's a monkey shortage from China. Then there's a, a Cambodian smuggling ring that was shut down. Again, leave the monkeys alone. Am I monkeys? I know. Leave the beagles alone, but too. They, you know, they say that they're they're very similar, you know, uh, to humans. So they figure, hey, we'll test it on the monkeys and see if it works or not. And if it doesn't, it kills the monkey, then we know. Well, why not get stupid humans? And I don't mean this in terms of people who are stupid by definition, but if you want to volunteer for it. But I, I would want to make sure that you have adequate funds, uh, that you're not doing it because you're so poor you can't eat because that that really is not informed consent. So here we'll give you a couple hundred bucks and you we'll test this on you. And how many poor people go in there? Orphans right. that were tested. 
uh, on the so-called AIDS drugs. Liam Sheff originally wrote about that. Celia Farber knows about it. And Bobby Kennedy uh, wrote about it, you know, be thanks to the work of Celia and, and Liam uh, uncovering some of these disastrous experiments on humans, human children. Yep. So what are they not willing to do in the pharmaceutical, medical, industrial complex? It's as bad or worse as the warfaring agents. I mean, the thing is about the warfaring uh, entities, you know what they're all about. There's not a deception about killing people and breaking things. But the medical ones, they're pretending to help you. And yet what they're doing is devastating. And how has it changed so much from Nazi Germany, the doctors and the experiments that they did on Jews, gypsies, and gay people, and uh, those who are considered mentally retarded or otherwise, you know, the words that they used back then. But seriously, folks, well, <laughs> You're supporting this via your taxpayer dollars. It's going into researching, experimenting on monkeys, animals, and babies and children. And yet we have cures for all of these diseases in natural medicine. Not acknowledged because we're never invited to the table. We did not. The homeopaths did not capture the regulatory agencies. The naturopaths didn't either, although they were captured. The official ones, the Flexner Report captured a lot of the official sanctioned accredited naturopathic medical schools. This is why Trinity School of Natural Health is so darn important to bring people back to sanity in terms of what we call traditional naturopathy. Body, mind, and spirit doesn't require monkeys, doesn't require experimenting on any animals, much less humans. And I'm not opposed to scientific endeavors and experiments, but my gosh, if you eliminate all of the natural realm and, ex and pretend it doesn't exist and then say, well, we have to because we have no cures. It's much like what happened in COVID to get the COVID mRNA jabs out on the market under emergency use authorization. We deny the reality of any doctor and non-doctor alike that is succeeding at 100% clip or something close to that and saving lives because if we do, then we can't do this. Similar to the experiments on animals for Parkinson's, for instance. What about those people that are promoting the use of selenium and silicon and essential fats and even organic quality saturated fats and CBD, cannabinoids, detox support methodologies, holistic and integrative? What about all of that success? Ignored, squashed, completely out of existence because we still have a state-sanctioned religion in violation of the First Amendment and it's not Christianity, Judaism, Islam, or any of those. It is modern medicine, the medical monopoly, the insanity of outside of allowing them outside of their expertise and realm in emergency trauma interventions. Keeping them there where they excel, where they have legitimacy and not allowing them to go. I mean, it's like, what am I going to say? In a free market, they would not succeed because the, the track record is so disastrous and deadly. In freedom, they would not succeed. In monopoly, of course, they're forced into the, uh, you're forced to accept it. And if you go outside of it, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's challenging, even though you do. That's what we're here to give you options. They don't want you to know about. Mm. All right. Finally, Tucker Carlson and Fox news. What's the scoop here? Super Don coming from well, Axios. <clears throat> this is, uh, coming from Axios and they have it on good authority that it looks like uh, Tucker may be moving into trying to create a competition to Fox news on a private platform of some sort, which I think is interesting, but he's under I, contract for till 2025. They didn't actually fire him. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the details are uh, specifically on that, but yeah. 
He was he was approached by both Rumble and Newsmax, and they offered to pay him more than his contract. Uh, and uh, he hasn't accepted at this point. But it says here, Carlson confidants say he is also contemplating building a direct-to-consumer media outlet where mm-hmm. his millions of fans could pay to watch him. Oh, he'll Apparently make this, more than any contract Fox or others would give him. This is the I same thing that. I guess Bill O'Reilly did when he left. Yeah. And so he's. it looks like he may be doing something like that. So... Anyway, we're still kind of waiting. I, I don't know about you, but I do kind of miss uh, watching him. On, it was on, nice uh, seeing it, uh, the things he was doing at Fox level. But look, there are a lot of great shows and podcasts, including this one, that cover stories in ways that uh, you, yeah, we're not approved to do on mainstream you know networks, including Fox, as we found out. Fox just slit its own, uh, let's say, economic throat, but it didn't matter. <laughs> Because, you know, BlackRock and the like are invested in them. They're invested in the folks that sue them and vice versa. It's all a game. And, you know, we're not part of that. But right. the the rise of the alternative or new media is still still on the, you know, the, the podcast warpath, so to speak. Bringing information that they desperately want to suppress. And uh, it's a good thing. So keep, keep it up, y'all. Keep sharing. Keep talking. Keep podcasting. We've got a few shows here on the Robert Scott Bell Podcast Network, including Stay at Home Mom with Leslie. And Preacher and the Polish Girl with Ula and Mark. In addition to whatever on our Sunday show. Don't ignore our Sunday show. Great conversations. Why are women 100% responsible for the success of a relationship? Who's offended by that? Anybody? Listen to Sunday show. Yesterday's March 7th show. May 7th. I'm sorry. May 7th. And uh, you'll learn a lot. And if you disagree, let us know. I want to hear from you. Thanks to Doc Harmony for being on board. I was excited to to do that story or uh, topic with her. Learn a lot. Yeah. Let's see. Steve says, if Fox does not release Carlson from his contract, he could just create a Max Headroom type AI persona of himself to deliver <laughs> the content. By the way, is, is the uh, the video feed from me fixed itself or has it been glitchy all day? It's better. It's still been a little bit. The audio, at least on my hand, on my end, has had some snap, crackle, and pops mm-hmm. every once in a while. So, and your internet kind of went in and out a little bit there for a little bit. So, but, uh, but the, the worst of it cleared up. So Clear we're good. Yeah, we're good. So listen, um, I've got the, the pictures loaded up on, of my thumb. You want to do you that? Want, after you want to do that after we come back here and we'll, we'll take a look. All at, right. Uh, Consider yourself warned. If you're eating, you may want to stop. Um, <laughs> we're going to learn about super Don slicing Ew. part of the home off. And then what I asked them to do was catalog the recovery with the use of the bioactive silver hydrosol slash homeopathic gel, the uh, sovereign silver first aid gel from natural immunogenics. And, you know, I, so I what I've know. got is I've got a series of seven images mm-hmm. and this, this starts with the day after the injury. Mm-hmm. And then I think I took a picture. It was like every other, every couple of days. Um, okay. So hide we your eyes. When so. we show you this for the first one, it'll get better as it goes, but uh, it was a pretty ugly to begin with. And uh, Don didn't rush to the dock of the box to get stitches and get a thousand dollar bill in antibiotics. He decided to utilize silver as his alibi to get his body to recover faster. So, all right, that's coming up after the break. We're going to be uh, doing the bonus round. Thank you all for being here and sharing the show. Uh, thank you to none of our guests today because we didn't have any. <laughs> thank you to all of y'all for being here with us. Appreciate you so much. And thank you again for sharing the show. God bless you. The power to heal is yours. Are we back? Yeah, here we are. Bonus round. Yes. 
There you are. Here I am. Uh, you know, I was talking about the uh, alternative news, not alternative facts. Mm-hmm. I saw a podcast interview, like it was an hour long or more, maybe two hours with Bobby Kennedy and this group of three or four, I don't know, wealthy kind of, I don't know if they're industrials. I don't know what their deal is, but they were, you know, well off and doing stuff financial as well. But they interviewed him, let him speak. And man, the stuff that came out of Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s mouth uh, was pretty impressive. Good they didn't stuff, censor huh? him. They, you know, they had some disagreements with him, but they were, they were cordial the way it should be having a what robust conversation that Chelsea oh. would never know if it bit her in the aspirin robust actually it was great. Um, there's, you know, more attempts to censor Bobby Kennedy because he's a Kennedy. He's got an automatic name recognition and support out of the gate. Like most people would never have running for president. And his positions are such that, uh, we're in agreement with a lot of them and, and where we have disagreements, you know, they were even talking about after the fact, Saying, you know what, even in those areas where they, that they challenged him on certain things about spending, whatever, rather than rejecting it out of hand or going communist, he's like, you know, I have to take some time to research that, consider that I haven't done that, which, you know, shows the integrity of, of Bobby Kennedy in that regard. So uh, let's see, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. targets financial censorship of political enemies, ability to save and spend without political interferences prerequisite for the exercise of meaningful dissent and I will defend it accordingly Bobby Kennedy says so anyway just an aside on that front um just watching I can't wait to get him back on the show and interview him as well now that he's running all right all right do we I'm delaying giving you an opportunity to leave the room if you don't want to see pictures of of super nice <laughs> so describe again the injury it was one of those slicer things all right so yeah it's easter and I'm helping my wife get uh, the Easter dinner put together for all of our family and stuff that had come over. And she's making scallop potatoes. And so there's a slicer called a mandolin slicer where it's got a, a blade. You know, it's kind of like in an angle. And it's a you know mm-hmm. long piece here. And you, you take whatever it is you want to slice and you run it across the thing, you know. Uh, and so <clears throat> the slicer comes with a, a neat little gadget that yeah, you yeah. use to... Put the potato on the potato, so it's yes. something, that and then you do it right. Hand. And yeah. the reason for that is so that you don't hurt yourself, right? Well, I, being the dumb male uh, who thinks that he knows better, mm-hmm. uh, thinks that it's kind of awkward to use one of those. So I'm going to do half the potato with my hand, and then when I get down to half, then I'll use the thing because I'm trying to be you know efficient and quick. Well, uh, it sliced a lot quicker than I thought it would, and uh, I ended up hitting the, the, the blade with my thumb, yes. and it, I knew when it, when it happened, I knew it was bad. You know, it's one of those things where you just know, you know, it's just like, yeah. oh boy, I really did it. Uh, so I, I grabbed my thumb and held it together because I knew that there was, that was yeah. going to be a problem. Ran into the bathroom and made a mess all over the bathroom and stuff. Oh, my wife's in wife's trying to help me out and my daughter runs to the store and buys gauze and tape, you know, and all this stuff. And so I wrapped the heck out of this thing because it's, it's bleeding good. And, yeah. uh, but I couldn't really see the injury because all the blood and all that stuff. So, so I, you, you compressed it. You didn't know. Were you, it, were you thinking any in this injury that you might need to go to a dock in the box and get stitches? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. you know, cause it was bleeding profusely. Um, mm-hmm. you know, not like, spurting or something but i mean it was yeah. it was bad 
Yeah, my wife was freaking out. She was like, you need to go to the doctor. And my daughter's like, you need to go to the doctor. And I'm like, nah, I don't need to go to the Kudos doctor. Kudos to you, Super D, in this case. I, I'm with you on that. Other than what you did to get the injury, I'm not with you on that. <laughs> Here, watch this, right? Hold my yeah. beer. Uh, so anyway, I really wrapped this thing tight because I had to in order to get it to stop bleeding. Mm -hmm. uh, so then the next day, I unwrap it to look at it, and I had wrapped it so tight that I'd cut off the circulation mm -hmm. to all the skin. Yeah. around my thumb and so like and it was white and i'm like oh my god what do i do you know but i'm like you know i think this is going to be all right i just need to just like you know loosen it up now we, now yeah, we talked about what to do didn't we w did we yes we did you you're in a panic and you don't remember i no. told you i had an injury similar to that maybe not yeah. for a different reason right. and i you know i pinched it closed held yeah. it tight okay. and then i said watch what happens when you start doing the gel and then okay. that's when I talked to you about, please take a picture of this right? because I want to show people what can be done. Now I'll admit I should have taken more pictures, uh, okay. but I just, I forgot. And so, you know, a couple of days or maybe three days went by and I took a picture yeah. and stuff like that. So it, it went out farther than it should have. Yeah. But I think I took the first picture on day three. This was after the blood had come back to my skin around my thumb. So it really didn't look terrible. Okay. Um, and you and were then, what, you were using the silver gel. I put the silver. Uh, yeah, I mean, just a hundred percent. So what I did was I had first few days I had uh, gauze that I would cut, you know, into the right thing and mm -hmm. wrapped it, and you know, then tape and stuff. So I had you know, like one of those giant thumbs that you mm -hmm. see like in the cartoons when somebody smashes their thumb. Um, and then I was able to reduce the amount of dressing that I was putting on it as it went on, and then eventually. I was able to just kind of just have something to cover it. Not really because I was worried about it getting messed up, but just because I needed some, because, you know, I'm trying to type on a keyboard. And when you've done yeah. something that horrendous, any, anything that touches it makes it hurt because of the nerves endings and all that stuff. So anyway, I, I guess I've delayed enough now because I really don't want to show this first picture. This all right, y'all hide your eyes. If you can't handle this, if you're a nurse, you should know I go what? full screen on this? We'll start small screen and then then we'll bump it up to give people an opportunity if they if they don't want to see it. All right, screen. so this is day three. Whoops, I went full screen. Oh, you went Sorry, full screen. you shocked people. There, you go. look at that. A lot of layers of the <sighs> of the dermal you know reality gone, and you can see almost the vasculature underneath it. I mean, it's raw. It's, uh, oh, uh, it's lovely. Uh, are you, anybody okay. wants some lunch? Mm -hmm. All right. So a couple days go by. Okay, you, this, see, you see how glossy it is there? Yeah, yeah. and that's what, that's what happened. And then, you know, actually when it got to this point, I was able to see the extent really of the injury. Yeah. Where it was almost like a like a clean slice. Mm -hmm. Which it makes it flat. Harder. It's harder to heal from that. A jagged cut is easier to heal from. You've got uh, more surface area. Here it's a slice, and man, there's nothing right. to grab onto. But here you have, this, this goes back to Dr. Robert Becker's work. I learned about this in the Body Electric where he, you know, utilized silver electrodes and wrote, run electricity through it. And he was regenerating limbs. Yep. Now he thought it was the electricity, but it turned out it was the silver ions. Now you're putting on a sovereign silver first day gel, which can. So here's what I'm doing. I'm changing this dressing probably three times a day at this point. Yep. Um, and I'm just basically, I'm just taking the silver gel mm -hmm. and I'm just putting a giant glob on there. Yep. And then I put a giant glob on the dressing as well. And I put the two together and yep. just kind of wrap it. And I don't do it too tight. Right. Now you don't have to, you're not cut, not bleeding. Right. You're just protecting it. Right. So a couple of days go by. Okay. Well, go full screen on that. Look at that recovery. 
look at how fast the skin is starting to regrow. Look at that. Now, the previous one, you saw that glossy look, that, that sheen. That's a normal part of the recovery as, as tissue is trying to grow right, right there. Yep. And sometimes it can look kind of gray and pale because mm -hmm. the vasculature is not fully reintegrated, but it's not turning your skin a, a different color because you're using silver. That's, a, right. that's misunderstood. So you see this, it's starting to come together here at this point. Right. Still vulnerable for potential external uh, debris coming in and creating infectious yep. scenarios. But So yeah. I just keep putting the gel on it and, mm -hmm. and I'm just wrapping it loosely, but keeping it covered mm -hmm. uh, so it can kind of breathe a little bit, but also I don't have to worry about banging it and to, you know, yeah. which, you know, I found out uh, that uh, I, you, you bump your thumb a lot more than you realize. <laughs> oh, and you know it when this happens. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So a couple days later, Look at that. Look at it's that. Almost fully, as far as the, the protective skin layers are almost fully it's pretty much covered. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much covered the the, yeah. the whole thing there. And you didn't have to think about it either. You didn't have to think heal, heal, right. heal. Right. You, this is a this is a, a automatic, if you will, the intelligence of the body. And I would argue the electrical grid of the body that precedes the physical body, an etheric body that it knows what to do. It remembers it and the silver help facilitate that and accelerate that recovery. Yep. And what we're seeing here is extraordinary. So a couple days later. Okay. Now it's now, now what I've done here is I've stopped covering it and I've okay. let it be exposed to the air because it was covered. And I wanted, okay. I just intuitively thought that was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, still putting the, the silver gel on it, but I'm just mm -hmm. putting the gel on it and just letting it dry, you know, mm -hmm. evaporate. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. So it's formed an actual scab here now. Yeah. Um, so it's got that. A... And this is a couple, three days later. Mm -hmm. This is the, the dead skin that I, right. <laughs> that was yeah. around it that's going away. Mm -hmm. And then a couple days later. Look at that. Look at that. Dude. And how's it look today? Uh, well, let me get rid of that. And I don't know how well this thing will will you show need to go here. Full but screen, see if you can go full screen. I don't know if you can't. I, it it I, almost looks like just regular flash. It's screen. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's it's basically at this point. And you saved at least a thousand bucks on a bill that you don't have to pay, and you didn't get antibiotics. I don't think that's going to focus, but you can see. No, but you can pretty much see the uniformity of the skin recovered, the integrity of the shape of your thumb. Yeah, it's it's um it's shiny. You know, yeah. in that spot where where it's it happened, yeah, yeah, but well it's done, super done. I think that was appropriate to do it at, in the bonus round because people have an opportunity if they want to leave and not see it. But I <laughs> right, okay, all right. So anyway, yeah, very, very good. Um, the gel works great; always has. You know, it was the very first silver product that I tried mm -hmm. um, ever, and I, I tested that on what would have been a pretty bad burn on my thumb when I was cooking. You know, everybody's done it. Mm -hmm. You got the hot pan that you're cooking something in. And for whatever reason, you just touch it. You know, you put, you firmly put your, your, your thumb on the pan and you go, Oh man, that's um, not going to be good. And yeah. I, you know, you get the silver gel on that right away immediately. And, uh, it, it keeps it from blistering and it heals right up. And so I've, I've been impressed with the silver gel for a really long time now. Very nice. Yeah. Shiny as a baby's hiney, Steve says. <laughs> <laughs> and Leslie thought the same thing. I'm looking at some of the comments. Yes. That's cute. 
Well, good job. And this is a lesson for all y'all have the silver gel at the ready. And my story is a long time ago. I, I was on a, I'll remember it was a Delta flight years and years ago. And I, you know, use the lavatory and you wash your hands, you, you dry your hands. You're like, okay, where's the, where do you, where's the trash? And it's like this, this, this flap that you push in and it, and it comes back up and I pushed it in and apparently got my pinky caught in it. As it came back up, it sliced it. And it was a bloody, it was a bloody mess, like you've described. It wasn't a slice off; it was a slice through. Uh, so I just like wrapped a deep it. Cut. Yeah, I just wrapped, and it was a pretty good cut as far as not a jagged cut, so it wasn't one of those that's easy to heal. Mm-hmm. And I just wrapped it up tightly, and just the what I had there, and uh, I probably could have done a a lawsuit and got money or something from Delta, but I just <laughs> didn't, didn't want to do that. I just that's not my my thing. So I was just like wrapping it up, whatever, and then I used the gel through recovery and. You can, in my case, you can see, you couldn't see it, but it's kind of, it deformed a little bit in terms of the, 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 the like a lump area, but it's not mm. a hard issue per se. It just grew a little bit back differently. That arguably could have used some stitches too, but I used the silver, recovered it and didn't have to. And, and, but it's, it's a memory I have of a slice like that for a different reason. Yep. And uh, there you go. Healing with nature, the natural realm. It's, it's funny. Cause when I look at my thumbs, I compare my two thumbs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know if you you really can't tell yeah. looking at it this way, but no. there's, when you look at it this way, yeah, you can see, you can a see bit. there's definitely, it's missing. A little <laughs> bit. Yeah. There's a slant there. And my son, unfortunately, as I was in the bathroom dealing with all this, was the one that had to go into the kitchen and retrieve what was uh, the rest of your thumb. It didn't what, end what up the rest of my thumb. It didn't make it into the, the scalloped potatoes and Thank everything you. got cleaned and sanitized. Right. But, um, and yeah, I think he's, he's got PTSD from that situation. Oh my gosh. So he's, he's, he's not tending to handle that, the sight of blood all that great. It was, I don't think it bothered him so much, but just the fact that there was some thumb in the, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Dude. Hey, thanks, Michael Bolden. We pre- you make the show great. Just be in here. I appreciate that. Leslie, I burned myself on a splattering hot coconut oil and immediately applied the silver gel. No blisters, no scars, cleared up in two days. Yeah, again, that's the miracle of the bright form of that's silver. pretty neat stuff. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what do we got coming up? Uh, today, here we are. Ooh, I think it's this Friday. Is that true? Michael Bolden's scheduled to be back on the 12th. Yes, correct. Oh, my. And I'm not traveling anywhere. I got the Morgellons group uh, the next morning, the 13th. Uh, let's see who else we got. Kelly Filardo for tomorrow. I don't know who that is. Must be Kevin sending that one. That is. Okay. We got the inspired hour. Oh, that's the thing that happens in the mornings for some copper. I've got some trainings to do with Canada again this week. And, and Paul Bertero is joining us next, next, next uh, week. week from today. Yep. Or is it week, week from tomorrow. No, tomorrow. week from tomorrow. Tuesday. Yep. Yeah. And so we're going to catch up with him in Echo Technologies. Everybody's been, I've been anxious to be able to get full, full blown back into the hydrogen stuff for everybody. Uh, so we'll hear from Paul next week. It's been a while. Looking forward to that. Uh, yes. Yeah. Dr. Becker's was in black and white. I remember that, not color photos like Super Don showed us. It wasn't so bad as I remembered. I mean, yes, it was a bad injury, but I'm saying I think people, for the most part, didn't hurl when they saw it. I'm hoping. That's yeah. That first one's pretty gnarly, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah, teachable moment. I will not do that again. Yep. 
Yes, Leslie, uh, Paul's been, you know, really having to recover from a lot of stuff. I don't know what I'll share with everybody, but Echo Technologies is back and you'll have the Echo water, the hydrogen water and other things. We'll find out what's going on. And uh, thanks for your patience. My buddy, Paul, coming back. Let's see what else we got. Speaker spots, just looking at different things that are going on here. There were light on, on guests, official guest schedule, other than our normal thing this week. Yes, we are. I think Kevin's really ramping up for going to Israel soon, but he's supposed to be with us at the, at the Leslie event, the RSB family union. Well, here's an interesting story. Maybe we'll throw this in the mix tomorrow. The FDA apparently has, uh, approved gene edited pigs for human consumption. <sighs> They're Hooray. not already. You're going to double down on that. Huh? Genetically altered pigs are now on the menu. All mm -hmm. right. Yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow. I know. Don't eat pork. But. Well, I, look, <laughs> we've got different beliefs about these things, but I'm saying if it's gene edited, does it, do you need anything more on that? Yeah. 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 Yep. All right. Well, that's what I got for today. Okay. I think we had a pretty good Monday by ourselves. Yeah, it, it went well. According it to Michael Bolton, it did. So that's all the, the proof we need. Good. You got anything else? No, I'm, I'm good. I, I, as I said, I'm going to prepare the pictures myself of the um, the glyphosate replacement, the contact organics. And Super okay. Don, if you can find a way to make that banner available, I want people to get this stuff now. I just have to come yeah. up with something, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was I was hoping they would have something that I could just kind of just use. And, and 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 what about the soil, um, the fl flicka seed? Flicka seed, I've got. I just yeah, I need to get that up there, but I need to figure out what the discount code was. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, just go back to our. our I know. Uh, I got. I, I haven't had a chance to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll figure that so out. Leslie's delivering a custom cabinet to a client. Y'all be careful and don't do what Super Don did to his thumb while you're delivering. There you okay. go. All right. Yeah. Thank y'all for being here. God bless you. Uh, God willing, we'll be here less than 22 hours from now and crank it up all over again for health, freedom, and healing liberty. Thank you. All right. See you tomorrow.